to another episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels. This is episode 56 of the one and only Genuine Bonafide Not Funny Guys podcast, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations and the bathrooms within. Remember, if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys, then it's not us. We are the Not Funny Guys. I'm Casey injected into my veins. Franklin, I'm joined by Dr. John. I like to watch ahead, Evans, and Eric... <laughs> I got my shit done on time. <laughs> Gentlemen, say hello. 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 <laughs> you never know what I'm going to say. Those I'll just are good ones. go I off the rails. Those are good ones. <laughs> off the reels, you mean. Off the reels. No, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'll see I, myself out. Yes, yes, <laughs> no way no more puns. No puns. <laughs> next, week we could be, next week, we could be the number one podcast on puns, but no, no, not we... this week. <laughs> So this is, I just learned this, ladies and gentlemen. I just learned it. This is episode 56. I knew that part, but we're recording on 56. Figure that one out yourself. I'm not going to explain it. You got to figure it out. But when I, when it was explained to me, I was like, whoa, my blood. It's true. Of, he was. He, he <laughs> I had to clean up a reaction? huge mess. There was, was blood all over the place. It was, it was, yeah. it was Anyway, how are you guys doing? How was how was y'all's week? I want to live vicariously through you this week. That was good. Was yeah, good. the yeah. yeah, yeah, same same week was good. Huh. I, I had a had a good time at work. I guess <laughs> in a weird way, you know, ah. nothing nothing crazy, but nothing bad. It was uh, the start of some of our return to office as a, as expected by upper 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 leadership. Nice. Um, and then we won at trivia again on Friday. I was about to ask. I was about you to know ask. it. You know it. <laughs> what was the What was the winning question this time? Uh, so this time was not a tiebreaker. We uh, we just kind of won. <laughs> Can I take a guess at what the last question was? What sound does Dilf Man make when he enters the screen? <laughs> uh, I don't think. Uh, no, it wasn't that question. Oh. It, it was a whole music category. I forget the last song. Actually, I remember the last song. It was by the host of the trivia team called david barton harris and it's actually he's not that bad and uh nice. you can you can catch him on spotify hopefully you're listening to this podcast there or or really anywhere you can listen to pod- podcasts and you've already liked and subscribed and remember please rate us yes yeah please dr evans how was your week you're slaves to the algorithm <laughs> dr evans how was your week that was good i saw guardians 3 i know you saw it too i know eric didn't um it was good i laughed i had fun i cried Right. Good trilogy. Right. Good ending. Speaking, speaking of cried, sorry to cut you off. I started something. We did start um uh, The Last of Us foreshadowing for, for later recommendations. Oh, finally. we're going to have we some conversation about that then. Um, I would like to point out the amusing thing that happened to me this week. Um, one of the nice things that happened. Ooh, we yeah. were driving back from my in-law's house and my son was saying, hey, I would like to hear the piggy car song and we're like the piggy car piggy song what the fuck is the piggy car song we're like do you mean the muppets no not muppets piggy car song so we're like going racking our brain trying to figure out what he means at some he said something that triggered rachel to go oh do you mean the song from sing two yeah Oh, you want the song where the old lady's driving in the car? Yeah, that song. So I'm like going through the album, trying to find it. And it it takes me a minute, but then I realize what song he wanted. And the song he wanted was the wake up. 
That was the song you wanted to you hear. You want chop suey. <laughs> but it's not oh. on the Sing 2 album, uh, so I couldn't play it for him. And then when he realized it wasn't on there, he's like, play the big song again. And the big song is the opening to The Muppet Show. He calls it the big song. Okay. To, to be clear, everyone, uh, Casey's son is uh, 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be would, funnier. It <laughs> would be funnier. It would be funnier. Listen, trying to figure out the I mind did, of a two-year-old is is pretty amusing. <laughs> Look, is... it doesn't get any easier the older they get. It's a long time before you're going to figure it out. I know, but when he's like, play the piggy song, and you have no context, and you're just like, it was like when he's like, play the coconut song, and I'm like, the coconut song? Like, Pina Colada? How did you hear this song? And then I discovered that the coconut song is one of the songs from Moana. It's um, yeah, Here We Are, because there's a line in it, like, and these are the coconuts. Yeah. It's all that See- neat. I would have thought coconut song as the lovely bunches of coconuts diddly d, you know, from uh, from Lion King. That's what no, I think of as coconut song. That would make more sense too. Mm-hmm. Not Moana, but <laughs> but hey, hey it's like Ma- it's it's like when he wants to hear Bohemian Rhapsody, he goes play the Mama song, and it's the Mama <laughs> song because we listen to the Muppets version of it, where Animal goes Mama, Mama. mama. <laughs> so it's the the song is the Mama song, um, Jungle Boogie. When he wants to hear Jungle Boogie, he, well, actually, he'll ask for Jungle Boogie. But when he, um, oh goodness. if he wants to see Sam the Eagle, he goes, I want Jungle Boogie. And because he, because Sam the mm-hmm. Eagle in the Muppet video sings it. And so in his mind, Sam the Eagle is Jungle Boogie. And he has a Sam the Eagle plushie that he sleeps with at night. So nice. I love Sam the Eagle. He really loves Sam the Eagle. I've seen that Muppet Babies episode so many times. Scrooge will go into business and it will be the American way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the British way. <laughs> yeah. I really wish he was into Statler and Waldorf. Um, that you need you need better sarcasm understanding for that. He'll get there. <laughs> he'll get there. Yeah, he'll point. get there eventually. We watched um this last tangent on him. We watched um uh, we've been showing him. The Disney movies very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, we've watched Snow White. We've watched Pinocchio. We were doing Fantasia this week. Like what do we have speed, folks? Very slowly. Very very slow, <laughs> slowly. So we're we're doing Fantasia is two hours long, and so we weren't we knew we weren't going to get through all of it one night. But he was very engaged with it. But during the Sorcerer Mickey episode or short within it, um, when well first he's like asking who's that, what's that, what's this, and then when the 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 broom start dumping all the water into the well and flooding the place. He's like, "Not nice brooms, not nice, <laughs> Daddy, not nice to Mickey." And then a very well Mickey, developed sense of justice. I like it. Yeah, and then when Mickey like takes the axe and like murders the brooms in shadow, I'm like thinking to myself like, "Oh God, what have I done? I forgot about this. He's gonna be traumatized." And then no, uh, he was just like, "Daddy, what Mickey doing?" I'm like he's taking care of the brooms <laughs> give the just, brooms what they deserve and then Mickey <laughs> comes in and you just see like the parts of the brooms I'm like he's like what's that I'm like that was the broom and he's like oh Mickey break the broom yes <laughs> Mickey broke the broom <laughs> and then they all come back and then he, they start dumping the water again he's like not nice, <laughs> not nice. <laughs> the mind of a two year old it's, it's amusing but yeah we're showing the next movie he's got his Dumbo he loves elephants mm-hmm. so we'll see how this goes nice John, I saw that look. I'm where where we will deal with that element when he's older enough and I can explain uh, context. 
just saying the crying part is where you know he has to leave his mother oh i thought you were mm. referring to the the yeah. crows no 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 and i was like i'll explain no 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 later. no no that's a con- <laughs> you're right that's a conversation for Wait, later you didn't think that was appropriate for a two-year-old <laughs> it was that's a time why, it was a different america <laughs> he'll be seeing bambi after that i think bambi's the one that's after a dumbo Jeez. well at least you don't see it <laughs> this is true this is true you don't see it when are you gonna uh, show him box and the hound and like to permanently scar him that was my sister's favorite movie. <laughs> that is well, John's I take it back. not favorite movie. Okay. The, I'm going to say this. The movie didn't scar me. It was the audio cassette I had where you could listen along while you read a story. Mm-hmm. That was what scarred me. Oh. I think she had that. I don't know. She loved every bit of that movie. And she, you know, she might be scarred. Who knows? I love you, Kelsey. Hey, look, Kelsey, can Robin you please um, rate us and subscribe? Yeah, Rob, Robin Hood forever. Robin, we, we love to answer your questions. Robin <laughs> Hood forever. Disney's Robin Hood forever. Okay, guys. Disney's Always. Robin Hood forever. So forever. That's like, the best. Oh, so, like John, the, the animated movie, Sword so, in the Stone. I have a I have a love for that one that I feel like it never gets recognized enough. We'll get to these films eventually. Don't worry, folks. See you in three years, everyone. <laughs> so, John, since you love Disney's Robin Hood, did you know? Boom! Did here he it is. Oh, yeah, man. these are. This oh, is the. No. Uh, what? Yes, here it is. Here's the. This is the set. All right, folks. We're looking at release. minifigs. Oh man! So they... This is the third series of Disney min- Lego Disney minifigs for the hundredth oh, anniversary. Robin and Prince John. Yeah, so you can get Sorcerers, Apprentice Mickey, Jiminy Cricket, oh, and Cruella. Oswald the Rabbit, who's one of my favorites, Tiana, Dr. Queen of Hearts, Aurora, who's my favorite of the set, Mulan, the father, or the, sorry, the grandfather from um, Coco, Baymax. Miguel, yeah. and Dante. With the, with the thing, with yep. the pop-up yeah. thing. Um, Pocahontas, Cruella de Vil, Baymax, Stitch 626 with the um, forearms, the queen, the evil queen, and then as John was just talking about, Prince John and Robin Hood. Yeah, I like Ernesto de Cruz too. De la Cruz. Yeah. So that's that is a the cool set. That is, set. I like that's that. That's available right now at the Lego store. You too can get it. Queen of uh, Hearts or Target or Walmart I love or wherever you can find it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, looks really I, good. I like that. I, I recommend doing it on um, Amazon because you can it. buy a box of six yeah. packs. And then you can just get, um, get the boxes to get them. This was the mm. first set, Eric, right here. Um, which was a really cool set. Yeah. Okay, and then the oh, other... I like um. Oh, what's the what's the villain from um, Impossible's name? Oh, um, Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, we had on our um, on our wedding cake there was a uh, hidden around there was an Alice because that this set had been mm. out by then. Yeah, folks. Uh, Casey's anniversary was uh, two days ago. It was two days ago. May the fourth be with you. This and was also the, with you. Uh, yes. This was um the second set, Eric. <laughs> Um, was this one okay and these three little fuckers my god <laughs> Dewey, like Dewey, feeling Dewey. those feeling those bags you could not tell and these were also the ones that were the, actually i think it was the green one that? was feeling the one bags. you have to feel the bags you got to rub them around <laughs> put them in your mouth and um so <laughs> the the green duck was like the um, the rarer one out of the box so finding this little sucker was a pain in the ass. Mm. Um, but anyway, it's a great little set. I love that Disney does these. So nice. Yeah, that's great. Like but anyway, that. if you want um some of those, you can do it. There's also the up house right now, Eric. You can get the up house. 
What is an up house? The house from oh, up. From, oh, the house from up. Okay. Yeah. The house from up. Anyway, all right. That's your move that on before I have to Disney. cut this. That's your Disney Lego. Uh, Producer yes, John's Disney Lego info. <laughs> what a tangent, folks. Hey, but that was Lego, a fun one. Lego Weekly. Right, it was relevant because of you. I was trying to show you something you would enjoy. So fair enough. All right. Let us um, jump to actually, but if I'm not going to do the news next, I'm going to do an email first. Audible. We, we, we got an email in. So I would like to say thank you to Ooh. Ben from New Jersey. Hey, Ben. What's yeah. up? Hi, Ben. Thanks, thanks Ben, for writing in. Yeah. Ben wrote in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com, just like you can, so that Ben could ask this question. Casey, you have mentioned your love of peaches. Do you think this should be nominated for best song at the Oscars? And to that, Ben, I say yes. Let's yes, clarify, but he means the song from the Mario Brothers movie. So <laughs> those who follow along at home can figure that out. That's just like the fruit. <laughs> yes, Casey loves peaches. Peaches for free. Well, what was it? It was like two weeks ago that I was like ranting about that um that song in the movie. What was it? Let's say one, two, three weeks, four weeks ago. Sorry, four weeks ago when I recommended Super Mario Brothers. Oh. I even made you guys watch off the air. I made you guys watch the video. So you did. It wasn't bad. It's a quick song, though. I was it surprised is. by how short it is. But it is technically eligible for Oscar. It was written for commits, the movie. Man. God, he commits. I love the Jack new Black. trailer yes. is so yeah. amazing. The, sorry, the new music video. There's one of him like playing it live action. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. His commitment level. Oh, Jeff's kiss. Oh, so, great. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I do think it should be nominated for Best Oscar. What do you guys think? Throw it in there for fun. Well, I want to see him do it on stage at the Oscars next year. Let's have him get up there. I wanted. I want to see a live performance of that. Uh, I just mean, for that, I want it nominated. I think it'll be um a, like a, a, a viewer's choice award. That should definitely be up there for that. Or maybe uh, you mean that meaningless award that nobody wants? What's the one with the popcorn on MTV? Where, that's, what's that that's one? The called? MTV Movie Awards. Or whatever. Yeah, it could be on that one too. That would be a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a worthless a- award too. Yeah, but I mean, so is like the Oscar, right? At the end of the day, it's just yeah, no, a piece of metal. I mean, it doesn't really determine much. Crash won Best Picture. No offense, I kind of oh, like the movie, but Please like it was not the best picture. Um, but that said, maybe I'd like to. Ra- I think I'd rather have an Emmy or a Golden Globe. To be kind of honest with you, I'd like it. There wasn't um wasn't everything is awesome Oscar nominated, or am I making that up? In my that we'll have to look up and get back I to don't... you. On. Think yeah. it was. It should have been, but I don't think it was. Because if that could get off, first of all, that is probably the better song of the two. I everything is awesome. I, I I would stand by that. Fight me, Peach stands. I love Jack Black. Don't get me wrong. No, it is it is definitely a good one, and I I do think it should be on there. I think it is important to nominate some of these shorter, sillier songs sometimes because a lot of work still goes into it, and they bring a smile to everyone's face. So. I think it should be. I'm just saying it would, it would be fun to see that get performed live. I mean, it would really bring some uh, positive energy to the to the proceedings, you know. I agree. Um, and it would be just something fun because the Oscars can be very stuffy. So, ben, you know, to answer you your question, yes. Yes, it should be. All right. Well, thank you, Ben, for writing in. And you, too, can write in. Thank it. you, Ben. Good question. Not funny guys. Off the reels at gmail.com and ask us your questions. 
Um, give us some comments. Give us some feedback. That Let us know what question. you like. It was. Hey, hey, guys. Fast and Furious 10 is coming out soon. Casey and I will be watching it together. We'd love some questions around it because we know that that's John's favorite time to take a question. And we're going to be watching it most likely at Smodcastle Cinemas. Ooh, yeah! And we're 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 so excited for this. We're gonna have a wait. Are a we watching that there? Or are we gonna pick something else? We're gonna <gasps> figure something out, but we're gonna be there. Um, we're gonna the be area. at Smod Castle. We love we love you, Kevin Smith. You're welcome on the show anytime. anytime, and you can answer all the super chat questions you want. That's right. We'll come to your show, and we'll yes. just super chat questions. We will you. we will super super chat with Kevin, Casey, and Eric. I, it's it 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 writes itself. It literally right. will. Because it's it's just questions and answers that we're literally writing to pay. <laughs> Let's move on to some other exciting news, and by exciting, I mean there's news. Let's do the, let's do the fun stuff first. Let's let's do the really fun stuff first. Okay, there's a couple trailers that came out. I would like just some quick thoughts on Grand uh, Gran Turismo. Um, thoughts? You saw the trailer. I know you watched it. I want to know if Jeremy Clarkson is co-producer on this film. If not, I'm going to have problems. Okay, well, that's a weird thought for the question. Well, I mean, he 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 played that game on on PlayStation on, on an episode of uh, Top Gear, and then talked about how racing on the actual racetrack was nothing like the video game. Oh, I get your. I understand now what you were saying before when you were telling me this. I was like, "What the hell does this have?" Anything? Okay, I get you. And there's my yes. my clarification. Thank you. Uh I'd say it's a good question. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts on this? It's going to be like the best C plus movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to be a popcorn. Yeah. Calorie fun time. Basically. I, I will <laughs> gladly watch it with a bucket of popcorn at home. Exactly. I, I will. I think this is going to be a train wreck. All right. I, no, I, don't, I, don't I think, think this is going to be good. Wreck. I think no. um, David Hayter. Is that his name? Is, is it David? No. Not David Hater. Um, it's um. God, look up his name real quick. Thank you. I we really hate is, people whose last names we think is Hater, don't we? <laughs> we do. Um, you know, look him up real fast so we can get his name right. Um, I think he's going to be the saving grace. You of mean this David movie. Harbor? David Harbor is going to be the saving grace of this movie. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I do think he, he'll be the saving grace. Um, Orlando I, Bloom might add some fun. Like no. he looks like he's taking on a fun role there. He does look like he's having <laughs> the time of his life. Yeah, but he's, I don't he's think, having fun with it. I think David's going to be David Harper's going to save it. Yeah, he's David Harper's going to save it. I will see this movie because I have a list, and I will just go see it as one of my uh, movies that I can see. So, but Why it's going to be that AMC premiere pass to go just see it for free. Goddamn right, I am. I can I see have three S, movies yeah. a week. Um, all right so this movie i will be seeing for sure unless something happens is gonna be bar i mean dune 2 i'm gonna see barbie also i'm gonna totally see barbie let's be honest i want to see but i will see dune 2 i did not see dune Dune 2 with my brothers in an imax theater like we saw part one i I didn't see the first one in the theater i saw it when it came out um because covid was going on and yeah. with a, a a newborn, it was a little difficult. Yeah, I will yeah, see yeah, no, this one. So, John, because I don't think we referenced or talked about this before in an earlier podcast. I'm pretty sure we haven't talked because Eric hasn't seen the Dune movies, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're figuring something out for this. We're going to figure yeah, something he, out. You need to see that one though. Yeah, you don't but, have to figure anything out. I, they're not good, from what I hear. Yeah, we're going to oh, we're going to shut <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> so, 
John. People shit on them all the time. Okay, before before John don't kills care. You, you don't John have to do it on you. this podcast. All right, before John kills you, I want to know, John, what are your thoughts openly? This public forum that we have here, calling it Dune Part Two. I I would like to have seen this as a full movie, but I understand because honestly. It's such an epic thing. It's one of those things that's even but hard to that. make this a movie. All right, not, Dune not Part that. Two. Yeah, like should it be yeah. Dune colon Ride of the Snake Dicks or Dune the Worm Two no, no, Sandstorm just, Boogaloo? Look, yeah. we established Part One. It's just calling it Part One. It's still the same book. We're just literally. It would have been. Have I, called I, it all right, part I put one. It this way: the books itself is divided into three different chapter sections. Wait a minute. Are you about to tell me that this movie is going to end and it's going to be like stay no, tuned for part three? They're and not. Wait another I know. Two I know years. they're not doing that, but I'm saying inside the book itself, the been chapters, there are three sections. Okay. It would have been nice if they could have found a way to do that with the movies, but I understand why they don't because no one who, unless you've read the books, is going to understand that. People understand part one, part two. So did so did part one end halfway through part two of the books? Roughly. All right, all right. With a with with a rough approximation, yeah. All right. Is it going to be good? Yes, it's going to be good. I'm going to say it's going to be good too, based on the first one. As long as it keeps up the quality of the first of part one. This one is all shot in IMAX, not like the last one. The last one was not completely IMAX. This one is that I don't care about, but I do care that the first one was good, and I'm not a Dune fan. I'm not a Dune stan. At all, but I really like that first movie, and I'm very excited for this one. So that should tell you something. And John can attest, I am not a Dune fan. No, but I do like. No do. one's a Dune fan. Oh God, you're gonna. Say, <laughs> let's move on to something else. Hold now, on, let me have my keys. I gotta drive. I'll be back. <laughs> you see me when I pop up on Eric's into the podcast. Well, while he while he is driving down there. Um, and Eric have a <laughs> Eric and I have a while to kill. I would like to mention that before we get chill in a while, <laughs> Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is going to be two hours and twenty minutes long. Whoa. So we could watch that while John drives down to kill you. <laughs> we could watch it a few times. I think <laughs> you got at least two versions. Two, two viewings it twice. Yeah. You don't know twice. how fast I'm driving. Okay, uh, <laughs> it, it, that offended John really, really. Yeah, over, no, not really. So over what, Enid. What, what are your thoughts on um that being a long movie? I you know, I guess it's gonna be. I mean, with long movies, for me, it's always about the quality of how the pacing of the story goes. Yeah. If you pace a Let me story rephrase. well, I mean, if you pace a story well, two and a half hours doesn't feel that long. Let but me rephrase. Was, what do you think about a children's movie being two that's hours? That's gonna be and a stretch. That's gonna be a stretch. Okay. So I heard this argument earlier today, and my response was. Let's be honest, this is not a children's movie. This is an animated movie for adults. Kind of is, you're right. Two hours and 20 minutes is perfectly fine. True. No, you're right. That that is true. Let's do something make John happy after Eric has ruined his day. Wow. Let's make John no, he hasn't ruined my day. He's not capable. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, comment. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. I I don't care anymore. It's not even matter. No, I, I, I I'm fine with it being two two hours and twenty minutes. I guess that's where I landed. So there's my comment. Fuck Dune. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem Good to point. understand that I have the ability to eject him from this podcast right now. 
So Watch here we steps. go, John. Let's if you're let's listening to John this, happy. you're listening to the director's cut because I've been added it out at the normal version. <laughs> let's let's make John very happy. J. Michael Stravinsky says that the Babylon Five animated movie will premiere very soon. Oh, cool! I'm curious to see how that turns out. Yeah, I know you are a huge Babylon Five fan. The I only am one in the world. You like it too. Shut up. <laughs> I heard it's just the poor man's uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Wow! Wow! <laughs> I, I hear they're just sp- trying to just come at me. I bet this is interesting. I hear it's the space fired. opera of Dune. <laughs> wow! It's the Star Trek to the Dune Star Wars. I hold cannot, on, uh, I, folks. I'm gonna hold on. There's gonna be some technical difficulties. We're gonna continue with just me. I cannot wait until we do, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna tell you a behind the scenes thing just for a split second, so you can see where this might be going. I pitched to them a special episode of watching. We're going to do a commentary of Dune because Eric has never seen it. And I want to be there live and watching his reactions when he watches not just Dune, the David Lynch Dune. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I want to see Eric's responses. So you might get that right in and let us know if you want to hear that because it'll be epic. Actually, Eric, I want you to watch the David Lynch one and then watch the Denny Villeneuve because I want you to come around and appreciate how fucking better than the second one. But is. then he needs to see J- uh, Jaredowski's Doom. By the way, I was just that wasn't some... made. You can see the documentary about oh, it. No, that's what I'm talking about. See the documentary. That would have been, you know what, Eric? You would have liked the Jaredowski Dune if you were high. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm about to say, well, we may need you know, to some psychedelics. I'm, 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 do you want to know? Do you want to know something else, Eric would like? The fact that it looks like Margot Robbie is going to be playing the Invisible Woman in the Fantastic See, Four movie. I was going to pull us back just a little bit to to. Okay, that's a cool news story, but let's let's go back one <laughs> to the Spider Verse, and I want to comment a little bit on the two hour twenty minute thing. Mary Poppins was two hours and twenty minutes. I was looking this up. I was like, "There's got to be another kids movie like famous one." Goonies was two hours. Are All you right. talking the first Mary Poppins or the new one? I'm talking Mary Poppins, like the correct one. Oh, gee. The new one. The one without Lin Manuel Miranda, so you know, so good those accents. <laughs> those were different times. This was pre TikTok. True. I love you, Manuel Miranda. Now let's go back to Mark. <laughs> let's go back to something more positive. Margot Robbie. It looks like just um, Vanessa Kirby did not pan out based on the rumors that are happening. Yeah, and this nothing officially hasn't been announced by um, Disney or anyone, and they're not going to announce jack shit until San Diego Comic Con. But it looks like Margot Robbie is probably going to be Invisible Woman. And um, new reports um, today um, that I saw was that it looks like Adam Driver has reportedly accepted his role as Reed Richards. So that one you make that sound out. like it was inevitable that he had. It was. <laughs> it was inevitable. There, I mean, he, everyone's going to be say. in the MCU at some point in time. <laughs> and there's not many roles that he could do. True. Because most of them have already been cast. Tom Hanks. Where is he going to land? Oh, I will come back to that one in a second. I he, you know what? One. We should have put him instead of Harrison Ford as as uh, General Ross. No. Oh, when no. the Vavin fun. No. Oh, I'm going to call it. That's going to be my top 10. Top 10 uh, celebrities not in the MCU in the role they should play. All right. All right. I'm going to I will come up with Tom Hanks before we get to keep that. Now. Otherwise, okay. I'll forget based on what I'm doing. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. John, write that. Write down. it down. <laughs> You have access to the Google Doc. Just go in there God and damn, I will write it down for him. We or all just have access. Go into the Google Doc and type <laughs> it in right now. And while you're I'm doing going, that, I'm going. let us talk about some news that developed shortly after we recorded 
last week. The WGA has officially gone on strike and started to shut down parts of Hollywood. And it is not going very well. And I don't know what the movie companies are doing, but they seem to not understand that maybe you shouldn't piss off the people that you want to come back and work. And they keep putting out different statements and doing different things. Like when they when it came out that they were basically saying, hey, we're going to use AI to write scripts and then we'll hire, we'll bring in the writers and let the writers adjust the script. I so, hate it. I hate I it. Too. It's so insulting. And the writers aren't asking for much. It's not like they're asking for a ton of money. They basically want to have add more people to the writers' rooms, which is apparently a huge sticking point for the for the studios. And with them being in the writers' room, they want to use this to um, help with the careers. And one thing I didn't know, I was listening to some of the lawyers for the the writers um, talking, and apparently. The one of the things Hollywood's been doing to keep the writers underpaid is to be a sh they're not allowing the writers' rooms to last long. So basically, you come in, you do they're, they're shrinking the writers' rooms, then you come in, you do your writing, and then as soon as they're done with the scripts, the moment they're getting ready to film, they're letting the writers' rooms go. Whereas they're the trying room, to work for hire, is what they're doing to them. That's what they're trying to do, but one yeah, the way they're work. the way they're cutting the out the pay down is the writers need to stay on so that as the show films, the writers can be there on set, can see what's happening, can make adjustments, do some rewrites sure. as need to be, develop the characters better. Then they would go into the editing room and help with the editing. They need those skills so they can then move up the chain to become a showrunner. By cutting mm. the, the, the writer's time, it doesn't let them go and get that extra experience that's required for them to be a showrunner. So therefore, the studios can be like, but you don't have this experience, so we're not going to have you a showrunner, so we're going to keep your payload. See, this is something that I think is so unique. I mean, I'm a, I, and whether you like them or not, this is one of the things I liked about The Office is that if you know anything about behind the scenes and how it was run, the writers, there was a writer's room. Mm -hmm. There were writers who were on the show as characters. There were writers who were there pitching them things for alt lines and that's one of the reasons why that show was so damn successful mm -hmm. that's also the case for 30 rock yeah yep. 30 rock a lot of shows like that some of the best are classic comedies from the early aughts that's how they worked yeah. and if you think you can just take that away and it's gonna not diminish quality come on i, I mean even even the writers who aren't featured in the show in, in any ways i mean they're they're equally important right i mean yeah, yeah. the without writers we're back to the days of Celebrity Apprentice, folks. You know that that came out of the don't, last writer's don't strike. Don't do it. Don't do it to us. So that, and that's I'm just exactly saying what's going to happen now. That is, we're going to go back to. to we finally had a, had a renaissance of good writing and, and TV and in yep. movies as well. And we're we're setting ourselves back up for reality TV, folks. Yeah, and the worst this of is, all things. This is the time of the year when the writers are working on their scripts that are going to start filming for pilots that would be the shows that would start next year. That is now being put on hold, which means that next TV season will have to start even later, or it's going to be all reality TV. Now, some of the other things that the writers are wanting, they um, don't want AI out there. They're trying to stop the, um, start the block AI. They also want fair compensation for streaming so if you don't know this generally you write your show um it air it would air on tv you would get your pay 
And then once it, if it goes to syndication, it would go into reruns. And then you would just, every time it runs, you get a check in the mail. May not be a huge check, but you would get a check in the mail. With streaming, they change the rules and they're like, you get paid up front. We're never going to tell you how well your show did and you don't get any residuals. So this show can be on Netflix forever and it could be watched a billion times, but you will never see any of that money. Only that money will only go to Netflix. And the writers are saying, hey, just like with TV, we need to get a little bit of residuals. We need to be able to get some compensation on, on that. And we need to know actually what these shows are because you're canceling shows after one season. In some cases, they cancel it immediately. So it is a very interesting situation that is happening. And I will be curious to see what it is. I completely stand with the WGA and all that's going on. And with the WGA stuff, um, some of our shows and things have already um, have already been um, put on pause. So next news item, the Blade movie has been put on pause because oh, they don't wow. really have a script on it. So they have to wait. Um, you're, a lot of your new um, nighttime um, talk shows have been put on pause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have, um, this is an interesting one, Deadpool is still going to film, but because Ryan Reynolds wrote it, and Ryan Reynolds is in the WGA, Ryan Reynolds cannot adjust that script in any way now that it has been written. So does that mean he can't ad-lib? In theory. In theory, he would not be able to ad-lib. So I don't know how that movie is going to happen. There's no way... They may be able to um, shoot and reshoot if the thing ends, but the writers have been very clear. They are willing to go past the hundred days, which was what the last one was 15 years ago. How do, how, how are we feeling? This is going to go. Do we feel like there's any pressure on the studios to cave yet? I'm, I'm going to get to that in just a second. Cause nice. I do think, yes, um, they can me. suck a giant donkey. You know, what is what yes. they can do. The um, wonder man has also been put on pause because it wasn't um, completely written yet. So we've we've got that happening. Now, here's where it starts to get even trickier. That goes to Eric's question right there. Um, Our friend David Zaslov. That's our Zaz. That's our Zaz. That's our Zaz said. He wet his pants and he's an idiot? Oh, sorry. During the Warner Brothers Discovery's hour-long earnings call, um, which didn't really mention it, David Zaslov did tell CNBC that he believes that the writers will return because they love working. Okay, I I censored myself a moment ago, but he can suck a donkey dick for that comment. Yes. Yes, he can. Oh, this is... I'm sorry, that is such such an entitled piece of garbage talking right there, that they love working. They like being my slave labor kind of, oh my gosh, you, you know what? I want more unions in this country. I want these rich little pricks Mm -hmm. to suffer and stop earning all the money. They keep, they just hoard like little babies. God bless. It's like saying unpaid interns love working. Okay. I gotta go join the DSA now. I'm sorry, guys. I gotta go join the democratic socialist movement. Now, hold on. I'm gonna go sign up while he's, while he's doing that. um, I watched an interview with um, Adam Conover who actually t- mentioned Zaslav by name. And he was like, Hey, you got this huge bonus, which was almost, I think it was like $500 million. He's like, that could have paid for almost all the writers who work for you to get a raise. 
I don't understand why these rich VPs and things like that, they are the useless garbage we don't yeah. need. And so yet you, they are the top of the bung. They are just a top-heavy, money-bag-grubbing pieces of garbage. I don't care about them. Fire them, and we would yeah. all make better. Yeah. So the the lawyer I mentioned earlier, um, another thing he had mentioned was this is one of the tactics we're about to see with all this. So remember how um, Netflix paid like a buttload of money for Ryan Johnson to come and write scripts for them, and they had paid like an ass ton of money. For J.J. Abrams to go to, they paid for uh, those guys who, who ruined Game of Thrones at the end too. Right. So those, so those guys right there. So let's use them as an example. Why is you know that's another thing. Why are you giving these people a bunch of money to well, do hold on. nothing? So here's what here's what the lawyer mentioned is going to happen. Most of those contracts have a six to eight week window that if you go on strike, and it lasts six to eight weeks, they can fire you. They can get you out of that contract. So those guys. They can be like, nope, you didn't produce anything, so we're going to do this. And then they can announce it at their stockholders' meetings and say, look at the money we saved. We came even better because of the strike because we let all these people go because they didn't produce stuff for us because they were on strike. So that's that's part of the excitingness that we're going to see is how the studios are going to try to manipulate this. Now, it gets even worse. So, Eric, to your very specific thing, on – Thursday, I think it was, there had been starting to be rumors that the um, writer or that all the unions had met, all the union heads met to have discussions about the strike. And I'm not talking about WGA leaders. I'm talking about WGA, SAG, IATSE, all the big ones. Wow. Meeting together. Because I think what's about to happen is all the um, unions are about to come together because a couple of them have contract renegotiations this year. And they're all pissed off about this AI thing. And mm. I think we're about to see a huge strike. That's my prediction. That good. they're all going to start joining. And then the same day is that- I got so a bunch week, of comic books I need to read. So go, yeah. go, guys. And the same day, this um, there um, it came out. The same day I saw that um, rumor that popped up. Again, it's a rumor. It's not 100% confirmed, but I- fully believe it it's there um they're the um, negotiators for the ampta bosses have been saying that wga members shouldn't complain that they should feel lucky they even have term employment most of them some of them can't even make a living wage off of what they get paid yeah i i and okay, i saw that you wonder why people turn to become socialist revolutionaries this is the kind of stuff that does that yeah this I, is the nonsense. I watched a writer break down because they were trying to be like, you all think that we make a ton of money. This is what happens. We Most get of them paid. Don't. I know yeah. that it's a ton of like they have to have second and third jobs. Like they get paid to write their show, but then they have to go on set and the studio doesn't pay for them to go on set. So they have to pay for their own air flights to get out to, let's say, Vancouver. And then once they're in Vancouver, they have to pay for their own hotel rooms and they have to pay for their own food. Then what's left of that has part of it has to go to their agency. Then it has to go to their rent and their utilities. And because they're probably going to be out in Vancouver long enough, they might have an apartment out in Vancouver. So now they got to pay rent in two different places. And all that shrinks down really fast. So these rich assholes like David Zaslav are making all this money. And the writers who are writing the shit you love are getting the raw end of the deal. It's 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 very annoying. Then it gets to even more fun news. It has come out. We've seen the letters. The letters have made it out. 
Disney and Warner Brothers are writing people saying, hey, I don't care if you're on strike. You are a showrunner, and as a showrunner, you have your writing duties, and you have your producing duties, and you will be on set, and you will Mm -hmm. do your producing duties as listed in your contracts in the A through H section, and you will do what is needed on the set. And if you need to do some quick adjustments to the script while the filming is happening, you have to do it, and you will have to pay your own penalties for the WGA. WGA is like, hey, we explicitly said in our strike negotiations, you don't have to do your A through H um, piece of your contract because that is writing. So now we're about to get another um, butting of heads. I just also, want them don't back down. Disney. Don't back down. Yes. Do don't let these down. people win because I don't care that these people are the ones who made these projects happen. You know what? It doesn't happen without these writers. Yeah. It doesn't happen at all. And I want these people, these rich, snobbish little jerks. I want them to suck up their little pennies and they like they can't afford this. That's such horse garbage. They can afford this a hundred thousand times over. That's a very yes. specific article I sent you. I know, I know. I was warning against AI, but I yeah, actually, I saw him speak. Um, oh, you did? Okay, yeah, I saw a thing on him speaking. Sorry, um, folks. I just, no, no. Yoval Harari, Harari is a big fan of his his stuff, but um, yeah. I can recommend almost every one of his books. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, He's been warning the- about AI, which this ties into what we're talking. Yeah, it does. About. Yeah, and that's that's where Hollywood's going to go. I. This is going to be a messy, messy fight. And I hope SAG and I hope IATSE and I hope the Teamsters, I hope they all put their foot down and demand more work or demand more pay, more equal rights. And they need to teach the studios that they're not just cheap labor. We need more unions. This is a call for that right now. Yeah. We need more unions. I don't care. The people who really don't like unions are people who are super rich, who convince poor people into thinking that this is something that's going to hurt them when it's not. It's going to be there to help them because those rich people are not going to be there for you when the times get tough. They will not. That is a lie. Yeah. It's a lie they try to sell you on. And like a lie they try to sell you on, I'm going to end our news section right there. Good. I got to lower my blood pressure. I know that was part of why I'm doing it. I want to jump to a segment that I haven't done in a while, but I'm going to do it very fast. This is going to be a quick, quick section um, of an old thing. Last time I brought it up was when I watched Rocky and I did a small rant about how that's an awful movie. So I want to do a quick little rant. I'm going to try to keep it under two minutes. So here we go. Don't come at me because you don't like that. I like something. If I want to like a movie, that's my fucking business to like a goddamn movie don't say that's an awful piece of trash movie it doesn't deserve to exist if i want to like it i can like it this goes to any particular thing harry potter x-men origins wolverine whatever snakes on a plane i love snakes on a plane i don't care that you think it's a bad movie i don't care that it's bad why do you get to rain on my parade when i like something why can't you just like what you like. I don't shit on your your um, favorite things. So let's just let each other enjoy the things that they enjoy. Not going to tell John he can't enjoy Dune, <clears throat> Eric. I'm not going to tell Eric he can't enjoy Fast and the Furious, <clears throat> John. Like, <laughs> let us just enjoy our own things. And yes, it's perfectly fine to, you know, 
you know, poke fun at each other in a playful way because we know that it's fine and we don't really care that you like it. But if I want to like Man of Steel, I get to like Man of Steel and maybe I find something enjoyable about it. Maybe I don't. But don't don't come at me, bro. Just let me enjoy my own things. I just, just want my don't. Own, yeah, I just want my little bit of happiness in this sad world that we have sometimes because news is tough and shit's going on in the world. Just let me have my little bits of enjoyment. Thank you. All right, let's move on to some other fun news and topics. I feel like this was like really pointed at me and my my John Carpenter comments of the past. <laughs> you will respect John Carpenter. <laughs> you will. So, just like respecting John Carpenter, <laughs> we're going to talk about some movies that you need to all respect. Actually, you don't have to respect. Um, it's your own thing. Like what you like, people. Like what you like. All right, so here we go. We watched some movies this week. We watched some X-Men movies. We're in what we are considering the MCU. And by we, I mean me, um, what I am considering the MCU. And so we watched a couple of things. We watched... Let me unselect this. I don't know why they're all selected. I thought I had this pre-done. This is Eric's fault. We watched X-Men Origins Wolverine, The Wolverine, and Logan. So you don't have to. So maybe you should, because we're going to recommend. Now, I do want to say, because I had someone ask me this. They can watch it if they want to. They can watch it if they want to. They can leave their friends behind. I had someone actually ask me, why did we? Why did I set them in this order? I, try, I was going to do chronological, but the Wolverines start to break things along with X-Men First Class because of the way it jumps around. So I picked this particular order just to lump the Wolverines, and then we'll do First Class next week so we're going to talk about some movies we're going to talk about the wolverines so let us start with the first one before john gets into his love letter of x-men origin wolverines this movie came out in 2009 which is way later than my mind tells me for some reason i thought this was like 2005 um it's roughly an hour and 47 minutes long it is an origin story um directed by gavin hood Written by David Benoff and Skip Woods. Composer, Harry Gregerson Williams. Why did you take this job? Yeah, I know. He's a good composer. But, this is not a good movie. I know. Um, so cast, we got Hugh Jackman returning as Logan. Liev Schreier as Sabretooth. He was replacing Taylor Maines. Danny Houston as Stryker. Will I Am as John Wraith. Lynn Collins as Kayla Silverfox. Kevin Dunnard as Blob. Or Frank, is it Frank Dukes? I think it's Dukes, something Dukes. I can't remember his first name now. Um, Dominique Monaghan as Bolt. Why did you do this? Taylor Kitsch as Gambit. Why did you do this? <laughs> Daniel Henney as Agent Zero. Questions. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Tim Pocock as Scott Summers. Julia Blake as Heather Hudson. And Patrick Stewart as Xavier. Ryan Reynolds, I understand why you did this. And I don't fault you for why you did this. He made some corrections later. He did. Um, so costumes all over the place. What the fuck, Deadpool? And Blob yeah. is Blobby. Um, the villain of this thing is the Weapon X program. So is what I want to do really quickly on this. So we know what these, we know what Wolverine looks like. I mean, Eric, this is how he looks um, in the comics. So we know what Wolverine looks like. It's all good. So I don't know if you ever known what Blob looked like, Eric. So yeah, this yeah, is, okay, so that's Blob. And um, this is Blob. 
I like this blob. Yeah, uh, no. Why are we eating people? <laughs> blob likes to eat people. He's, He's like eating chicken. the wasp. Um, and then this is what we kind of got. Um, which yeah. actually, I know you. I know Eric has some thoughts on. Actually, I'm going to say it right up front. I actually don't mind this. That's not my problem with blob. So I don't mind the look. Um, Gambit. Um, and then we get Gambit. Gambit. The Gambit they were going to do. There were rumors they were going to do a series of X-Men origin movies. It was going to be an X-Men origin Magneto. I think there was going to be a Mystique. Oh, I thought I heard that, yeah. And then um, there were going to be a Gambit one. And then the Gambit one, they wanted um, um, Channing Tatum to play Gambit, but it never went anywhere. I think Channing Tatum wants to play Gambit. He does. Ryan Reynolds scenario. He still wants to. I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. Um, we get Sabretooth. So I don't know. What do you... Okay. I know before we get into the real movie, this general... Changing Sabretooth to Liev Shriver, why? Why? Like, in the look, I don't get... I actually, it doesn't, I actually don't mind it. Because I like Liev Shriver. I like yeah. him as an actor. I, do I too. just don't think this role fit. Yes. I that I agree. I actually, That's like my I, thought. I, 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 so here's my thought. The first 30 minutes of this movie hold up. Right, so leave Shriver. You mean when we're in the past and we're doing the origin? Let's get straight into the past, but also when we're kind of establishing some of like the. I I like the whole Wolverine and him through time thing up until like the the um the 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 massacre right yeah in in the woods or the forest jungle whatever I love I I will still say this I I liked it then it holds true to me on this one the opening of the movie is very strong. I actually do like the opening. I like cuz it's almost it's almost like shot for shot of the um the story. The origins I love, I love yeah. the yeah. and I love the the um the, the montage. montage. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was yeah. saying. No, I like that. So that's good. I'm on board for that. Yeah, like we go from Civil War to World War 1, World War 2. Um I, and I wrote in my notes stop using running on all four shot. Like, <laughs> I hate doing it so many times this movie. That's true, yeah. We're going forward in yeah. time. Run. Yeah, so then we get to Vietnam. I I love that montage, and yeah. even the moment right after the montage where we get to their being like um, shot, they're being put in the um, the shooting gallery. And they're going to get shot. Um, I think that's a strong spot. It's moments after that, like the moment like Striker comes in, like I want you guys to work for me. You're going to do this shit, and I got a team. That is the moment this movie falls apart to me. Starts to fall yeah, apart. Starts yeah. to unravel. Yeah, yeah I could see the no, start. I, I'm of with that. you. Yeah, I see what you mean. Look, I'm going to say this. I there was. I remember seeing this movie in the theaters, mm-hmm. and I remember that at one point I had to get up to go to use the restroom in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think Silver Fox might have been dead. And when I came back, she was alive, and I was very confused. Yes, like it really started losing cohesion massively. Yeah, like I was like, what's going on here? Not mm-hmm. to mention that it feels like all three of the Wolverine movies could exist in their own time, like alternate dimensions sometimes too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, so you brought this up. So you did this. You did this to us. We're gonna do it right now. Right. I got this right here. I have a count. I have a. I have a. Um, a timeline. Oh wow! This movie oh, okay, good because I need in, that. Yes, I know. This movie takes place in eighteen forty-five. <laughs> is where it starts. Okay, then oh, it jumps. Right. Then it jumps to nineteen seventy-three. All right. Then it goes from 1973, it goes up to 1979. 1970, and we know it goes to 1979 
because there's a line in it that it is six years later. So wait, right? 1845 is when they're kids? 1845 is when they're kids. And so they immediately like become adults, basically, in their aging process, and then stop. stop. Yes. All right. Yeah. So we get to 70. Thank God they're not vampires, and they get stuck at that age, you know? Yeah. So, so it seven, feels like it. <laughs> it does. So 73 happens. That is the Vietnam scene. Then uh-huh. the movie jumps up yeah, to 1979. Okay. Um, now, I thought the Vietnam scene was 75 until we learned that it was six years later where okay. the next scene happens. Because because Three Mile Island is 1979. So minus okay. six years has to become 73. Okay. So now we got that. We jump to the X-Men movies. The first X-Men movie is in 2000. All right. Mm-hmm. In the first X-Men movie, we learned that Wolverine has had his claws for 15 years. Okay, so now we go backwards. That would be 85. But he gets his claws in 79 in this movie. So that yeah. already broke the timeline. In X2, we learned that in 1981, Gene gets brought into the X-Men. 1990 is when, um, uh, or not X2, X3, um, 1990 is the Warren Worthington. So we've got the 2000. And then X3 takes place in 2010, which is very confusing. Now, to jump ahead a tiny bit into the, some other stuff that's going to happen, in Logan, we're going to learn that X23 is born in 1922, or sorry, uh, 2022. Then we're going to um, see X-Men Days of Future Past, which takes place in 1920, or sorry, 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Logan is five years after that. So we're following this man's life from 1845 to 2029. Wait, X-23 is only supposed to be seven? She's born in 2022, and there's a shot in the movie where you see her birth certificate, hmm. where it says date of birth. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, makes it might as well be different universe inter- interpretation. Right, it is technically one. I have line. so many problems with how that doesn't add up. Oh, it's going to get worse once we start getting to the first class soon. Oh, but I know, it, and I feel like that was a re- that was like a reboot. But at the same time, I'm like, there's still stuff there that doesn't make any sense. I know there's a lot that doesn't make sense. That's why I'm tracking this because it drives me batty, and I can't take uh, it. Okay, so we're in the elevator scene. This is the only other positive scene of this movie. Yes, I wrote back there, right there when he's with Team X in that one scene. Yes, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is great. What is Weapon um, Agent X's power? John, do you know? I don't remember. Okay, because it makes no sense in this movie, whatever his power is. All right, so we get all this thing, and that's a kind of a cool scene. It escalates quickly when we're going to, like, like right after this, when they go to, like, the little town, like, the little village, and they're like, we're going to kill you if you don't give us this thing called adamantium that's already in a hardened state, but we've already learned in X2 that the um, striker says in X2 that adamantium... It, um, it has to be in its liquid state and if it ever cools it can't be melted again so how did you melt mm-hmm. adamantium from a rock into the liquid state to put it into logan yes i know nothing makes sense because <laughs> well, because they turn it into an alloy so maybe once it's an alloy it can't be melted when again. i got done with maybe. these movies i wrote a whole one paragraph called this is all problematic okay yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna read it here for you guys but i'll send it to you later but i literally wrote for all three films my my main problem with the L3 of them. And this is the one I have the most problems with. Yeah. So 
And Eric, please chime in as I was going through this because I, I, I think want to everyone get had the one. most problems with this one. Yes, yes. yes. Not just I, us. I, I mean, the world. Yeah. <laughs> I want. I want to. I'm going to. Because this is my least favorite. I just. Want, I do want to move to this one a little bit on the faster side. So Eric, please chime in if I go faster, John. Also, no. Feel um, free to go as fast as you want. Yeah. So we. <laughs> I know you want to go fast. Um. So we get through the scene and then we meet Silver Fox, who's going to give him the name the Wolverine, um, which is just dumb how that happens um but we get silver fox and my mind is like you have silver fox why do you care so much about gene you have this woman although we're going to learn that she's going to betray him later on but that was my thought at the time um so we get to some fighting scenes there's there's a fight with um saber shortly after this it's um when he tracks him down and it's saber versus wolverine and i'm like this bar, is right? a uh, yeah, at the bar. And I'm like, this is a fun scene. But then I'm like, God, it's just so PG-13. Like, I just want it to be violent. I want it to be rough. And I'm tired of the wire work. And I'm tired of him running on all fours. Yeah, a lot of wire work. So much wire work. Um, But then we are going to get to where, and this was one of my plot holes from before. So going to plot hole watch, um, we get like, there's the whole thing about Striker. Um, saying you volunteered, you volunteered to get this. Um, and yes, Wolverine did volunteer. He volunteered to get the adamantium, and it looked very painful. Congrats. Very painful. Yeah, congrats. And but then there's like the line of like, we're gonna need this bullet. We're gonna need this. Get the adamantium bullets. We're gonna have to get him this. Oh, we gotta stop him. He's out of control now. Um, that'll come back into play in two movies. Mm-hmm. So we get through, and then we get to see where they waste Dominique Monaghan again. Um, although that's not, I actually think the scene's fun um, with the light bulbs where Sabretooth kills him. Actually, that happened a little bit before. I'm jumping a little around. Sorry. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the claws. The so claws. is the timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The time this, doesn't matter. These fucking CG claws. Like they look so uh, bad in this yeah, movie. That really was rough. really bad. Oh, they're so bad. I had forgotten how bad that was. And, you know, I, I don't know what I hate worse when they try to style his hair to make him more like Wolverine or where they do the look in most of this film. I don't oh, know. What you actually thought I actually Wolverine don't... when he got his hair cut in there. Not to I actually don't hair. like I don't hate this one as much, but just sometimes when they've over stylized him to look like his cartoon hair. Oh, I kind of get a little weird. Yeah. I kind of get like a little bug. X3 by. was pretty bad. If I yes, remember. Yes. Did that a lot. Yeah. From last I... week. I do like since I have this shot up where I'm showing yeah, you guys, that's not uh, him with bad. the jacket. That's I actually better, like this jacket a lot. It grew. I didn't like it in the first movie, but it's grown on me each time. So I actually don't hate this jacket. I actually like the jacket. That's a positive for this movie, ladies and gentlemen. That is a it looks, it looks comfortable. Like you could wear it in most weather. It does look comfortable. No, it doesn't look comfortable. The fucking Cyclops scene. And why are we getting the Cyclops scene? I don't understand why they even introduced all these kids. Like, this is so stupidly redundant. And then we have a weird, like, Professor Xavier. Yeah, we get like, we get yeah. the weird Xavier at the Another end. Uncanny who's walking, Valley. Who's walking, who... Uh, okay, we're, let's talk about that well, plot. Hold, hold on. on. They had to introduce all the kids to answer that real quick so yeah. that they could destroy Deadpool and turn him into an every mutant. At, for the ending to make any sense and how everything but it doesn't apart. make sense That's it still problem. doesn't make sense because they only gave him one mutant's power no they, they gave him a lot they gave him a lot but he doesn't get the only the real other mutant they show is um and the Emma greatest Frost. crime was that they sewed his mouth yeah. No, he gets Cyclops he gets, he Cyclo- gets no that's what I'm saying he gets Cyclops and he has Wolverine's power and he gets he takes um, Williams he, he or gets, Will he I gets, Am he gets, he gets, um, yeah, gets Raft's 
power, or Wraith, however you pronounce it, he gets his powers. Those are the only real powers he gets. He gets the teleportation, the eye beams, and the claws slash healing factor. He doesn't get he doesn't he doesn't get the um well there's nothing to get from the blob, let's be honest. Well, he would have gotten him um he can't move because that's the blob's power. You just can't move him. Mm. They didn't show using bleak or bolt's power, um, the electric thing, but it didn't really matter. But they had Emma Frost there, so he could have turned into diamond hard skin, but they didn't do that, which that looked awful. Um Toad was there. The ban it looks like Banshee's one of the kids there. It's like there's so many of these people that also does again doesn't make sense like the age um but that um anyway well i'm going to jump to the xavier thing at the very end sorry maybe we just know it's okay together okay so we get to the 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 blob scene so i want to take a second on the blob scene so again i don't hate the fat suit it is a fat suit it's a really weird one my problem with in the all right bub did you just call me blob no, I said Bub. Um, that scene, his Blob's act, and I like this actor. You're I right do like the it. actor. God, his accent in the like, why? Why was this your accent? I've seen you do other accents. Why did you pick this one? I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, and I don't need to see Blob ever again. On I have an <laughs> accent comment for the next film, so. Oh, yeah, there's plenty when we get to that one, too. Um, okay, then I see we get Gambit, and I wrote, What the fuck are Gambit's powers? Because they have him like telekinetically like lifting cards and like mm-hmm. manipulating them and then charging the cards, which is accurate. But then he can also run up walls because there's a scene where he runs up the wall, not where he sticks the, the, um, the staff in the wall to like pull himself up. There's one where he actually runs up a wall. We have him jumping from a building, spinning a staff, which somehow slows him down so that he can do his cool um, superhero pose. What is Gambit's powers? Someone <laughs> explain to me right now. Don't. Eric, it's not yeah. worth our time. I think this is why I had forgotten Gambit was a part of this movie, because he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. No, he really. It's not Gambit. No. Yeah. It's like saying Deadpool was a part of this movie. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. Yep. So then we get to, this is the one I discovered, like, Oh, this is Three Mile Island. So 1979. So Vietnam was 73. Then I wrote, what the fuck is this Deadpool? Please, let's not. Uh, The only good thing about this Deadpool is that Ryan Reynolds came back in Deadpool 2 and killed it. Yeah. That was it. But did you see the cutscene at the very end of the credits where it it totally like cut his mouth open so he could be the the Merc with the mouth and whatever they were trying to set up for him after? Yeah. Oh God. That would have been so God, that tag. That tag. Yeah, it was shh. Yeah. <laughs> so make it then stop. I, make it stop. <laughs> I so okay. So now we get to the whole like we gotta shoot him in the head. And so I had had a question earlier for a plot point from X1. Why doesn't he remember Sabretooth? And then this movie changes his origin to make Sabretooth his brother. So again, I'm like, why doesn't he remember Sabretooth? He should remember Sabretooth. Right. This movie explains it because Stryker shoots him what, five hand. times in the head with an adamantium bullet, and all it does is make him forget. I want you to keep that in mind. Yes, I know. But le- all it does is just ricochet off his head and make him forget. So I'm like, okay, cool. We've established now. We've closed that plot point. 
That's why he doesn't remember. This felt like a movie that worked to try to close pot points from the actual X-Men movies. It does feel like that. (laughs) Like, even like it felt like, hey, we kind of showed him turning into like a to to his adamantium and like flashbacks. Let's actually Mm -hmm. like expand that out into a movie. Yeah, (laughs) that's all this was, which we're going to do a couple of times. Actually, we're going to do it again next week. Um, So we have that little bit. And I'm like, wait a minute, your plan is just to shoot him in the head. All right. Uh, then we get the de-aged Xavier, which looks worse somehow in this movie than it did in the last one. This is sure. 2009. The last movie was Seven? in 2006. Three years go by and the CG gets worse. Yes. But then here's my then cuts back to the damn timeline that I'm just jumping ahead to next week. He in the Cuban Missile Crisis, that's when he gets shot and he can't walk anymore. This is 1979 and he's walking. We have to assume that if they rewrote history, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. The time is broken. Time is a flat circle that falls off the table, like drips off the table like a dolly painting. Yeah. Okay. And then we get to what Eric alluded to a minute ago and I wrote, wait a fucking minute there's an end tag to this movie <laughs> i didn't know there was an end tag to this movie i don't like, remember i think i left the theater no really yeah i had I no idea I that i remember yeah i don't i don't know oh god this movie just infuriates me <laughs> it's not the worst movie no and there are some shining little bits that i'll watch and i don't hate myself for watching like i did for electra <laughs> but <laughs> There's just something about this movie that just pisses me off because I know what we're going to get. And I know we're going to get good Wolverine movies. But mm. man, does this one like, oh, it just, oh. Yeah. All right. I need, I need, a, I need a small breather. So Eric, or, or sorry, any final thoughts on this movie? No, I'm done. If, I've been done. I just, yeah. literally, I wrote down in big letters. I hate it so much. There you go. Yeah. Eric, final thoughts on this movie it's in my top 10 still it, it wasn't you have 10 movies in your movie of course it's in your top 10 <laughs> spoiler yeah, alert it'll, it's it'll, not it'll, in my top 10s it, it'll quickly fall out i'm sure yeah um so like falling out and um i need to cool down a bit eric can you please <laughs> recommend to us a library before we talk about some good movies well sure I'm happy to um a little bit of foreshadowing uh into the future of of this podcast uh, we are going to trek our way um you know almost you could say run away up to North Dakota almost crossing into those gorgeous uh, uh pine trees and and forests of the great north where the logging may may occur but in North Dakota and as as I was best able to find and I'm, I'm happy to have someone from North Dakota write in and uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong here. But I chose the Divide County Library in Crosby, uh, zip code 58730. And I believe that this is the furthest north public library in um, in North Dakota. Library, sorry. I, keep, I think I keep saying library. That's my accent, folks. Uh, so... The uh, so this is the the Crosby Library it was founded under the leadership of Mrs. Guy Grove in 1912, right? So this is the origins of this uh, D- Divide County Library. 
1913, the first building was built at the north end of Main Street in what is now the Courthouse Square. Uh, in 1918, due to the war, uh, that's the first Great War, uh, volunteers were not to be found. So, I wonder why. Uh, so, the books were turned over to Crosby High School for a period of one year, which then stretched into 11 years. And in 1929, the Divide County Library and the Museum Association uh, was formed. So, uh, L.R. Murray, Mrs. L.R. Murray, was the first librarian. In 1937, the library was growing and needed new housing, so it moved to the basement of the community hall. The museum, however, was discontinued in 1957, which is also the time that the library needed, it realized it needed more space. Uh, so they purchased the old Moose Lodge building in 1957. The museum was reactivated in the basement of there in 1961. Uh, Mrs. Ingeloken was the first curator of the museum, followed by Mrs. Agnes Berg. And in 1967, uh, the library board urged the community to establish a historical society to operate the museum. Thus, in 1970, they moved the museum to the Pioneer Village. So that's a lot of information, folks. And I just want to say that I was really happy to find that there was a lot of information on this library. Um, some of the other ones haven't always had this this good of a, a, a kind of cohesive backstory, if anything. Um, this library uh, is open Monday to Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., I think every day on that schedule, but it is closed on weekends, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. You will not be able to go there. Uh, for those of you in Crosby, North Dakota, which is a bit of a small area, I'm not going to lie, uh, but I'm sure a lovable um, and great, great town that I'd love to visit one day. On the same block as the Divide County Elementary School is where you will find this library. And it's only about one block away from Dakota Theater. Uh, if you're looking at it on Google, it's Dakota Theater, Inc. And it looks like it's a, a bit more of like a, um, a performance theater as much as it may actually play some movies as well. Nice, nice. So there Excellent. you go, Divide County Library, Crosby, North Dakota. How are the bathrooms there? I'm pretty sure I mentioned that. We're Some of the best bathrooms you can find uh, in in a public library in Crosby, North Dakota. Nice. Good, because that's why I'm going to go find mine in a minute here. I'm going to find mine as well. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to discuss some other uh, Wolverine movies. See you soon. And that is how you stuff a chicken. Hey, welcome back. I didn't see you there. <laughs> good to know going? yeah i was just i was just telling my friends here um how you stuff a chicken that's it all right so let's talk about another movie let's talk about the wolverine i did not watch the regular version of the wolverine Ooh. i watched the wolverine unleashed extended edition so a longer cut longer more brutal cut of the movie um, my edition of it was two hours and six minutes. It is directed by James Mangold, written by Mark Bombeck and Scott Frank, and composer Marco Beltrami. Bel Beltrami? It's pronounced his last name. Cast, we have Hugh Jackman as Logan returning yet again. Um, this is where I'm going to horribly mispronounce people. Um, Teo Okamoto as Mark. Rita Fukushima as Yuki uh, Yukio. Svetlana Kodavinkovo. Oh, God, I'm really sorry. As Viper, 
Brian T as Navarro, who we've actually seen before. Um, he is he was in Electra. Actually, I, I've seen before. Hal <laughs> uh, uh, Yamanochi as Yoshida. I love him. He's so good. I'm not Yoshida, the actor. I love the actor. Um, and then Will Run Lee as um, Harada. Uh, oh, and then Famik Jensen as Jean Grey. How is she back? She's dead. It's a flashback. Who's, I think it's, it's a ghost. It's a, it's a nightmare. It's, it's a, a something. Yeah, it's just something. a dream. And then um, Patrick Stewart as Xavier and Ian McKellen as Magneto. What? Xavier's dead. I have the same question. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So costumes. Um, the show. Um, I mean, they show the classic mask and samurai. Silver samurai is a robot. Mm. So, a couple little uh, quick thingies here for me compadres. Um, I hate when it does this. So the Wolverine. So again, we know what Wolverine kind of looks like, but that's where he was in the comic books at this point in time, Eric. Um, in 2013 so they had moved away i showed you before how after the x-men movies they went to that black leather style in the books they've gone back to color at this point um this is the storyline this is the cover to the storyline that this movie is based on for the most part Mm -hmm. um we have our friend logan um in the movie um there he is in this i actually so this was an interesting fact I learned about this movie. Um, he did a process called a dehydration diet. It's a technique that bodybuilders use to make your veins pop and yeah, your muscles. Pop. I've heard of that. And basically, you wow. dehydrate yourself for almost forty-eight hours, and as the skin tightened, it makes all that pop out. So he did it, and he talked about um, how it made him very dizzy. Um, yeah, no joke. But he loved how it looked on screen, so he was willing to do it for the, uh, the couple of quick shots that they needed to do it with. Um, so there is that. Jesus. So Silver Samurai, um, this is what he looks like in the books. He looks like a silver samurai. Samurai wears silver. Not a and robot? Not, not a, a robot. robot. Right. Not a robot. However, I will say this. I mean, mm-hmm. I jump ahead. I actually don't mind how this looks. I don't. I wish it would have been closer to what it was in the books, but I don't hate this. This could have been way worse. I guess there's an argument made. It's not entirely a robot here either. Yeah, it's it's a man in a suit. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah, it's a mecha. Um, we have uh Yukio, who is basically just an assassin in the books. Um, she is a mutant in this. Um, my favorite character in this movie. I'm just gonna say it right now. Oh my god, I love her so She's much. She's the better character. She really is. Oh, I love her so much. Can I just have this actress in everything from here on out forever? She's in the Arrowverse, um, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I love her so much. I remember she her is... that. Yeah. Mm. She's my favorite. Then we've got um Mariko. Um it's basically the same exact character. This is what she looked like in the miniseries, and she has been a love interest of Logan's for a while. Um, in the books, and there she is getting the movie. And then we got, I wanted to bring up this one very specifically, all right? So we have this character. We have Viper, and here is Viper from the comic books. Now, comic That's a books, Hydra she's, agent. She's also called Madame Hydra, but it's the same character. It's Viper, and this, so this is what, this is Viper from the thing. They changed her, made her a mutant. They were, they could not mm. say Madame Hydra. Mm in the movie because of contractual reasons so they had to just call her viper um but yeah this this is our this is one of our baddies and i do like this outfit i also like um, 
I was going to point out later, but progressively, every scene you see her in, she gets more green added to her costume. It progressively yeah. becomes this outfit. Did you know we've already seen this character mm, in a film? Cool. And she was Dr. Green. Boom. Same character. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> yeah, we have seen this character, and she yep. feels very out of place in this film. Yeah, she is very out of place in this film. By the way, I oh. want to mention that in the opening sequence where we first see Wolverine, I swear I caught his Australian accent. Yeah, I, I, I did. You I catch that? Of, yeah. When the guy first opens up the thing, and by the another point, I know this is a real nitpicky thing. Mm-hmm. They would have never seen a B twenty nine coming. I'm sorry. No, no, they de- they definitely B twenty nines were designed to fly at an altitude. They would have never seen that coming. No, not they at may all. have had some warning, but we would have never seen those planes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly confident the amount of time from once it hits and explodes to getting to where they were. Oh, they should never have had that much time. Yeah, never should have. But it is a movie. very lazy. I did not appreciate that. I can forgive it. I honestly can't because it's a movie. And that is one of those things you have to just suspend disbelief. And you watch a movie. And so I can get it. for. But you could have worked with that and made it work. Hey, look, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones survived. You mean in the fridge? In the fridge, yeah. So So here's my first plot point of this. (laughs) This movie actually starts with a plot hole for me because of what we just saw in the last movie. This is taking place in World War II. We know that him and Victor part ways in Vietnam. Why is Victor not in the cell with him? Yeah, why is he in in the Pacific Theater and not in Europe? Mm-hmm. So I I got the strong sense that which Origins by the way was just kind of being force forgotten. Yes, Maybe. it was. At this yeah. point, I think it was too. I actually yeah. think they were erasing it because they also erased the fact that he had this any is connection 19... with Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is nineteen forty five. This is nineteen. Yeah, this is nineteen forty five. Exactly. That's this what is what I was Nagasaki. Yep. This is August nineteen. But he is still bone. He is still bone claws. Then he is still bone. I saw that too. I saw that too. So we still have bone claws. So they're keeping it. Logan is like it or not. And it is certainly possible he got got captured and Sabretooth didn't. You know. That's but and I thought the same thing. I'm like, okay, I can understand him captured, but then why is it Sabretooth coming after him, getting him out? But again, Sabretooth's a dick by now. I mean, he was already cutting. He was already. He was already becoming. I think you're trying to logic that too hard, right there. Just no, they no one cared. They didn't do this much. They were trying. To forget that movie already, yeah. But okay. I do, I do love the. I, I wrote, "Fuck, that's intense." The charred Wolverine, yeah. Like yeah. that opening scene. Oh my god, it sets the tone of this movie. Of like, this is where we're going. This is what you're gonna see. Radiation way, still would have killed that man. But when we yes. find him in the in the wilderness, living, uh-huh. I feel like I was watching the first Rambo movie. All of a sudden, <laughs> I don't. I don't think of Rambo. I think of um, what's the Willem, uh, the DiCaprio movie. Oh, uh, um, is it the Revenant? Is that the name of it? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's what I think of when um I see this. But that's that's actually so, set in a different timeline. This I know, I know for, it is. I know. I think of bear. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I still haven't seen Cocaine Bear. I need to see I Cocaine haven't either, Bear. Actually, um, Eric, I'm going to say this should be our homework for next week. All right, well, I want to point out something that I, another thing I didn't like about this movie. Well, real quick, before you point that, you can point out two seconds. This movie goes from 45 to 2010, 2012 because it's wishy-washy on where last stand actually takes place so it is after x-men last stand yes that, that does become a plot that at least is a time marker that's laid yeah. down yeah Which, okay i'm sorry go for john yeah. well it just the whole contrived plot 
not only with Viper, but with the idea of this movie. Well, it's it's I find that this is so frustrating as like there are bots of this movie that I like. I like this better than X-Men Morgan's Wolverine. But what I find so contrived is this idea that we're going to suppress his immunity so he can die. But we're also going to cut open his claws and suck out his marrow and somehow get his mutant abilities. I'm like, what the heck is this? It felt like so forced, like you could have had a better plot. And I feel like this is so this feels like a bad comic book plot. Like, I mean, how did you know that that's how you got a mutant power? I was I've never been aware at any point in my in the in the existence of the X-Men movies that you can steal a mutant power by drilling into their bones. So, well, but here's here's where I, I, I can accept the, the the weird storytelling, um, but where I would go even further with than just the stealing the bones, it has been established. So it hasn't, okay, it has not been established that you can take ex, any mutant power in the movie universe by cutting into their bones. It's I mean, unless you had gotten rogue, right? To you could get rogue, absorb him into oblivion. What they have not established, what, or they, what they have established is that only William Stryker knows how to manipulate adamantium. And this motherfucker. Manipulates adamantium and builds a mecha robot. Yes, suit mm-hmm. and a big one. So you now have a lot of adamantium. I also don't understand his motivation, other than his desire to like live forever, like megalomania. Oh, I, yeah. I get his. I get his motivation. His motivation was because, and I get the impression that during the well scenes, Logan had because so much time had passed in there while they were waiting for the radiation to die down. Was that Logan had basically expressed like, "I wish I could die. I'm sold. I can't die. I've seen. I have to see all these people die around me. I can't have loved ones." And this is him going like, "Hey, you. I want your power because I want to cure my cancer. Or my. I assume cancer. I want to cure whatever I have. I, I want to live forever. forever. Yeah. Yeah. You want to die. I will help you die. Therefore, paying you back for saving my life. I will help you die. Something you want." And I will take from you what will save me because I want to live forever. That's how I take the plot. It feels and his very, motivation. It feels very un. It feels very dishonorable. Yeah, but that- well, no, but but he, it's already established he's dishonorable. It's established in the first scene. He doesn't use the sword to kill himself. He immediately okay. was dishonorable that moment. All so right. he's already dishonorable in in this in this time period. Maybe. So to me, his motivation he was he wanted to live there. He chose not to do what he was supposed his honorable thing was to do. Um, so he let himself live. This is continuing that whole process. He wants to live, and Logan is the means to do it. Yeah, I, I guess right. I can follow right. that. Yeah. yeah. That's why that Logan is the unobtainium of, of the uh, of the entire <laughs> series in a lot of ways. <laughs> it, it, he is. He is. Now, I want to jump. Let's jump back to caveman Logan. When when we we see that he has this relationship with the bear that pees on the stick, then we find <laughs> the bear get killed. I, I, I totally thought I think one of my notes was does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote first. I wrote he can talk to animals. And then I wrote, is he going to go John Wick? <laughs> he's going John Wick <laughs> it's just not a dog it's a bear you killed my bear <laughs> but I, I love that scene when he like walks in he's like you killed that bear I will buy you a drink stab 
tell me where I got this arrow. Ow, I'm going to kill you. No, tell me where I ask me where I got this arrow. Where did you get the arrow? Glad you asked. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes. And then when Yukio comes in, and this is when I just fall in love with her. I'm just like, oh my God, you're so amazing. I, I love you. Be in every scene of this movie. You know, yeah. flashing forward, I, I found his relationship that he established with Mariko. Mm -hmm. It made me think of like Han and Leia in episode four. Yeah, it, it does, had like Luke, it? but and then you know what? I wrote this down: Yakuza in the streets, Yakuza on the train, and then the Yakuza comical rooftop fight. Yeah, the Yakuza is always weird. With like a Yakuza in the sheets, but they're like you know I they're just they're hired good. by the same people. <laughs> they were just hired <laughs> by her dad. Thanks, um, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Speaking of dad, dad dies. In the weirdest yeah. bed, like I don't know. I like, want that grandpa bed, dies. Maybe. So you want the bed, but I don't know. Is but it it's also like me yeah, it's like metal spikes. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Is it comfortable? Also, how does it function? I get that when he sits up, the bed raises up with him. But it's a mad he, bed. If he puts pressure on it, wouldn't it just go back down on its own? Like, how does it know? How does it, the bed know? It's tuned into his mind. It must be intuitive. Um, I, I mean, did like the fact that he used it to grab his own heart. Like, let me think of Prometheus, where she cuts mm -hmm. out the alien thing. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was from, pretty from, like, you know, it's like I pretty wonder, intense. Do you think they got that from this? Because this was before Prometheus. Do you think they got that? Prometheus got this because that's actually a really cool element to steal if you if you did take maybe. it. Maybe. But I think that's um, that's a that's a kind of a weird kind of it's based on a common trope in science fiction, you know, like yeah. a bed that can do things, you know, blah 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 blah. So after Yoshida dies, my next note is mm, Yukio. Then I wrote, God "This is what I want in a Wolverine movie," and that is referring to that funeral scene because that fight is intense, and I love that fight. That you know, I love the train fight. The train I like fight's all, so good too. I like all the Japanese cultural thing. What I don't like is the fact that we seem to have erased any past connection he had with Japan. There seems to be nothing. Yeah. Like John, and, and, we and, know why there's nothing. Because no, he was no shot in the Wolverine, head. Basically. He was shot okay. in the head with an adamantium bullet uh, that yeah. made him forget everything. It all comes oh, whatever. Back to origins, folks. And it also made him forget Captain America in World War II. Apparently. Um I do I don't know I've only seen the regular cut of this movie once and it was one we saw in the movie theater. Um, do your cut you guys you guys watch the regular cuts um when he's in the scene and he's like the the funeral scene and he's like killing people did you get blood on his claws yeah yeah because okay, mine had like ton of blood in the claws and as he's like hitting people and they're like flipping up through the air like blood sprays all over the place so very by the way, very bloody viper's breath is radioactive is that how i understand this no, it's poison. Um, poison. She can, it's yeah, poison. it's just different types of poison. Everything yeah, about her like, is poison. But she's not spewing anything. It's just like it was a poison. It was a poison mist that she was uh, making out. Just like when right, she does fine. her claw, it like, looks like make, it looks like she just ex exhales radiation. Is the way. It well, no, out. it's poison. Let me it's tell you something. Poison. I'm going to tell you something else about this movie. Everything that Logan does the hard way, Yu-Gi-Oh does the exact same thing, but knows the shortcut. Yes, especially yes. when they storm the final base. Yes. Logan goes through the town and gets shot to pieces by the ninjas. She goes in a back way. And I'm like, okay. She's now, the smarter person here. I love the when we go to the 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 um hotel sequence and we see Mariko's um fiance and he's in there mm -hmm. with the two women. 
Um, which makes me laugh. That scene's just really funny. His office? I thought that was his office. I thought it was a hotel room. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is. And then when Logan throws him out the window and she's like, you knew there was a a pool down there? He's like, nope. That was a good line. Um, And then I wrote, that's some Matrix shit because then they're on the motorcycle zipping through places. Yeah. Um, So then we get get some cool sword fights. Um, Oh, then we start to get to the um oh i wrote straight into that what did um what happened in between there we've got a little bit of the um the house where he's there and then he's like oh i know what i was gonna say he so he's hung up on gene this whole time and i yes. know for a fact i don't I know next, why i know same here they and still I, have yet to establish why he fell in love with her we never right. established in the first three movies why he was so deeply in love with her yeah, I actually got an extra scene with Gene um, in the extended cut because I know that's one of the pieces. Mm. There's an extended scene and um, this one, the beginning of the movie where he stabs her in the chest. Um, you guys, when he pulls his hand out, his claws are basically back in his hand already. Um, my cut, the claws linger out longer. So you watch him pull the claws slowly out of her. Um, so the Gene stuff, but I'm like, he's with he's got this obsession with gene that makes no sense but then he's with mariko and i'm like oh finally leave her leave gene you got her she's way better actually go for yukio but it doesn't matter <laughs> leave mariko or leave for mariko and then she rolls over in bed and then there's gene and you're like oh fuck just let her go can't get her out of your head what's the line from Brokeback? back nope uh, i can't quit you <laughs> i can't quit you that's what logan is which i wish i could quit you I oh I yeah you're right Thanks. I'm glad um, you've seen the movie more recently. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be a Broadway play. Then, um, actually, it might be a musical. I think um, doesn't matter. It's gonna be on Broadway. Yeah. Um, so then we get to the where we start to storm the castle. As we get th- actually before the storm of the castle, I want to. You mentioned a minute ago the cut, the holding the heart thing. I love the fight sequence when um, he's defending he's, him. They, yeah. 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 I love that fight sequence. It's just a really cool scene, and it it's actually a um, there's a it's a callback to something earlier when we first see the, um, the father or the son um, in this case is um, Yoshida's Yoshida's um, son doing the sword fight. And Yukio's like, ah, I've seen better. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who's better. And then we get to see them fight. And then we find out, Oh, she's way better than him. Um, I really like that scene. How like she's rolling over Wolverine um, as he's dead there on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really cool fight yeah, sequence um, from a fight perspective. Then we get, and then we start. Now we get to the the storm. It's a cool scene when he gets pierced with all the arrows. Well, that whole scene, like yeah. leading up to that, like him, ha- it's the gauntlet. He yeah. gets there and he's got to do like, okay, I'm gonna fight all these people, and here comes Yukio, and she's gonna help. And these guys are so arrogant; they had the thing they needed to stop him, and they're like, we're not gonna use it. And then they eventually do with the poison tipped arrows, which mm-hmm. is a callback to the beginning of the movie. Yeah, with the bear. Um, but the, when he does, when they do get him with all those arrows and they're holding him and he's just still trying to go, um, amazing scene. We get to, we finally see the samurai and we, well, first they give us the red herring that she is, and they've been setting it up that Viper is the main villain. The Viper is going to be the main villain. And then we learn that silver samurai is the villain and it's actually Yoshida. He faked his death yeah, so that he could try to come in. And watching the scene that fight when um when he cuts off Wolverine's claws, just so intense. Like, oh, 
It's so good. It reminds me of X, the first X-Men movie when we watched Wolverine cut off Mystique's claws. So good. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah by that point, I was, I was losing the plot. Just says note, you know. Wild men fight samurai. Easy plot. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I was losing the plot with the idea that we're going to steal his powers through... Oh well, we haven't even gotten just yet to. I know it I'm is kind of like, weird. Why are we that, breaking like, his claws? You know, hot adamantium. I guess defeats normal adamantium. Yeah, that does that make sense? Because the adamantium shouldn't be. I mean, the adamantium shouldn't cut the adamantium. But I guess the uh, the superheated adamantium that only superheats if you hold a sword with two hands, which is another callback to the beginning of the movie. But um, to to my limited knowledge, admittedly, uh-huh. of of smelting, I believe it is. Uh huh. Um. I thought when you heat up metals, they technically become more malleable and thus less likely to slice through and more likely to be sliced through. Well, we've also established that once adamantium's cool, nothing can break it. Also true. Except uh-huh. adamantium. No, he never said that. Logically we, but we saw, but we could make assumptions, right? We saw Wolverine. I would accept that X, assumption, though. No, because in X two, um, Lady Deathstrike has adamantium fingernails, mm-hmm. and she fights Wolverine, and they hit their finger, they hit the claws and the fingernails together, and they do not break each other. But are her nails really hot? <laughs> I mean, if she puts the right <laughs> color on them. <laughs> I found them hot either way. You go, girl. You do you. <laughs> um, You're pretty. So before we get to the next piece, which is what John's been talking about, I just want to mention <laughs> that when Viper gets hit and she rips off her face, which is nasty as hell. Yeah. Um, it takes way too long. Like, we, we got it. We don't have molting. to keep coming back to that. Yeah, But, but here's the one thing. But I have something I wanted to go with that. John, is it just me or did she look like moon dragon yes like she looked just like moon dragon dragon eric this is moon dragon uh, oh i don't mind moon dragon but this is what <laughs> she looked like that's what i'm saying like she yeah yeah she, yeah totally it's like it was like marvel's like we want to do moon dragon we're never going to do new moon dragon this is the way we can put Quick, moon dragon in put in some moon dragon <laughs> anyway i just wanted to point that out because it's one of those yeah, things I that I as i watched yeah it, it was weird yeah. it was weird so now we get to the part that John hates. Um, we, you know, he's got his, he got his claws cut open. Um, samurai, this is before it's revealed that Yoshida's in the suit, um, grabs onto him. Logistically, I don't understand how the knuckle things work because of the way they come out and how they, he's holding. They bend and you allow your fingers to, oh, sorry. Sure. <laughs> um, jackass. I don't I just don't, <laughs> logistically how he's holding his wrist. I don't see how they drill into him. But then it is go to the how does he take the adamantium or sorry, the healing factor. My assumption, um, John, is what what they were doing was how you do a bone marrow transplant to I help. Guess. That's my thought is what they were mm-hmm. going with. Does it make sense? No. But I think that must be where they were thinking when they wrote it. Um, so we get that, but then we see, you know, his bone claws shoot through the adamantium, which then I'm like, how does that work? Because he's got his bone claws back. And both both claws, right? Both hands. Uh Both hands get his bone claws back. Now in the comic books, when he got his adamantium ripped out, he does regrow the bone claws. 
but not through it because he still has the adamantium in his body. It's just his claws that are broken open. And only the one side, right? Only the no, right they, hand. No, they, they do break both sides. Both oh, sides okay, do okay, get broken, okay. but it doesn't go all the way to the knuckle. It They still have a, about like half an inch sticking out. Mm. So I just don't get, anyway, this is one of those logistic, you know, movie logic. Um, so then we get like a quick like, hey, here's the hand of God coming down and his daughter is going to jab him in the neck and we're at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is really fast like that. Like, oh. And, and America just wants to keep uh, giving him a tongue bath down his throat, but he has to go. Yeah. Uh, and Yu-Gi-Oh is going to follow him because she's his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Hey, and then, of course, we did retcon. But there's a spot I want to mention now. So oh, in God. the scene where um, when we see Logan kissing uh, Mariko at the airport, the planes behind him, you see Yu-Gi-Oh standing there and she gets this big ass box. Then they walk onto the tr- on the plane, and there's no big ass box anywhere to be seen. We do the we finish the movie, boom. There is an alternate ending where we see what's in the box, and what's Ooh. in the box is what's in the box. It's Wolverine's original costume Ooh, is no. in the box, and then um, her last line in the movie, which I think it's like, um, "That's interesting." When he goes, "Let's just fly, and we'll just go wherever," and she goes, "That's interesting." Um, mm-hmm. that's she says that line when he looks like the box opens, he looks at it, looks at her with a little bit of a smirk, and she's like, That's interesting. And then that will be the end of the movie. So, we does it does in an alternate scene appear, so it was there. But then we do get the thing that um, John was talking about. He goes through the airport, um, and <clears throat> then Magneto and Xavier show up. Mm-hmm. So, I have questions on this as I have questions with everything. Um, all right. One, what? Oh, Seth. Well, I had already talked about the Logan, the the Logan thing. Um, oh, I had um, this answered a plot hole from the others from um, Last Stand. Do mutants get their powers back? Yes, this movie implies that it says basically it says they get their powers back. Mm-hmm. Two, Xavier's now in a random dude's body. That was my thing from the Last Stand. This one, no, he gets his own body. So then we get to the plot points here. Magneto mentions there's a weapon. There's a weapon coming. And there's actually, we hear tra- about Trask in this. There's like a whole thing about, oh, little, yeah, Trask like, about Trask, which we've already met Trask. We met Trask in X3. He's mm-hmm. in the White House. Yes. Not, it is not um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. We are having a Harvey Dent situation. Mm-hmm. But we mentioned this weapon. So the weapon, what is the weapon? Well, we mentioned trash. So it's already setting up Sentinels. And I know this was a tag trying to lead into Days of Future Past, but it's setting up Sentinels. But then we get Xavier just rolling his happy ass in. How is he in the body? <laughs> they don't explain it. And all he goes like, how are you? Remember when I told you that there are other people's gifts? What gifts? What gifts? What was the gift that got you back in your body? He You're was dead. on a special episode of Nip Tuck. <laughs> And they were gifted. I will. <laughs> I will actually accept that. I will. Uh, That's more uh, plausible than some other things. So yes. <laughs> so now we get to our favorite movie, Logan. Um. Oh, sorry. Before Logan, I'm sorry. I keep not letting you guys have a final thought. Final thoughts on the Wolverine, both of you. I apologize, gentlemen. Final thoughts on the Wolverine. I I thought it's it feels very much like a standalone of. Probably the most comic booky of all the X-Men movies so mm-hmm. far, in my opinion, um, up to this point, at least, for sure. 
Um, it feels a little bubblegummy, very popcorny. Um, right. This this feels like it's just a, a a summer blockbuster more than anything else with Wolverine at the center. Look, yes, I can cut that. out Jean Grey. Forget the rest yes, of the movies. Make this a standalone. Um, I don't mind yeah. Jean in parts of it, but there's some things where I'm like, oh, we don't need this much Jean. Like, yeah, I do wish. I do wish they didn't try to tie it into everything. Just make it standalone, like you're saying, John. Standalone would have been good, but I think with Jean, if it had been a single scene, and it's just like, oh, and if it's just like her, like if it's her, like he wakes up from a nightmare. And she's like, hey, Logan, it's okay. You can let me go and be happy. I think that would have been good. Okay. I think that's how you could have salvaged the gene part. But they didn't do that. They tripled down. I just still don't understand why. Me either. Like, I hate why. And so, so yeah. let's, let's move on to Logan. Um, Logan, 2017. I did not watch the regular Logan cut. Oh, I okay. watched the Logan Noir cut. Oh. Um, so this movie came out in 2017. It is two hours and 17 minutes. Um, it is also directed by James Mangold. So James directed The Wolverine. He directs this. He wrote this one um, with Scott Frank. He is also doing the new Indiana Jones movie. So keep that in mind. And you got our composer, Marco Beltram, back. So cast, we get our Hugh Jackman returning again. Patrick Stewart returning yet again. Um. Uh, Daphne Keene, I think's her name. Yep. Autocorrect um, changed it on me to Dane for whatever reason, but I think it's Daphne Keene. Um, plays Laura. Boyd Holbrook plays Pierce. Stephen Merchant plays Caliban. Richard E. Grant as Dr. Rice. I, the whole time watching Richard E. Grant, I'm like, this guy looks familiar. What have I seen him in? It was driving Loki. me batty. Yeah, and then uh, Loki. Um, so it was um, lots of fun with that. Um, costumes, It's they're just clothes. They're all just... This movie had context problems. I had p- big context problems with. So here's this is Eric for your. This is what the comic book this is based on. This is what Wolverine looks like. Right. Um, so it's just Old Man Logan. It was called Old Man Logan. Um, so you know what Wolverine looked like here. I don't need to go into to that, but I will sit, show you. Um, this is X twenty three. So Laura mm-hmm. from the books, just so you okay. kind of see what she looked like. And I think they did a good job. They did. I, they do a really good job. And then um, this is Caliban. And Caliban's had many different looks um, that have been all over the place. But this was closest to the, the time Morlock. period. Yeah. Morlock and a tracker. We're going to see him again next week. Um, yeah. With a slightly different look. Just barely slightly. More um, in line with the look in this film, though. Yeah. So... Um, it's kind of fun how they do it. And of course, Xavier looks like Xavier. And this was just a fun shot, just so you can see Eric in the book. Hawkeye is a, is a big player. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. um, yeah. The book. And then um, an old um, Wolverine, actually the cartoon that I watched um, next Avengers or whatever the, the hell it was called. I think it's next Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot inspired by old man Logan. Lots of things have done it. Um, Ninja Turtles is doing a storyline right now. The last Ronin. Um, they're doing a second part to it. There's an old, I think it's old lady Harley did one. Like this was so popular, a ton of people have ripped it off. Hmm. So anyway, so we get to some Logan. Um, some the, the only difference is no difference in the cut, other than mine was completely in black and white. Um, and so I just never seen it. So I love I want to express again that I don't like the idea that we made a noir version of what is obviously a western. Just saying. <laughs> 
they're using noir just as black and white. Would you rather I them know. call it the blood and chrome edition, like Mad Max? No, did? you could call it something else, but you don't have to say noir because then noir I just like sounds could... cool. Noir I just know sounds it cool. does, but there's a, it's a I... genre. But it, but it... never mind. Leave it alone. As I'll say, there's Wolverine Noir, the comic book. Yes, I know. It, I think I'm it's just fine. saying, let's leave it alone. Because, but th- my problem is that when you bring it to film, it's its own thing. But we'll leave that alone for another time. I'm sure we'll bring it'll come up again. I'm sure it will come up again as well. well we have to find that Logan has now been reduced to being a chauffeur in El Paso, Texas, in 2029. And his claws don't come out very well. Yes, it is 2029 in this. He has performance um, issues. It happens with age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first fight in this movie is brutal, and I love it. And I love mm. when they start shooting and Logan runs to the car. Not the car! <laughs> I love that. It makes him more it. pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to know, how did we get to this dystopian world we live in? So, we, but what we pro- know... I have this problem. I had a problem with that. Yeah, we get, it, we get teased but never delivered. Right, and so like we know because this is five years after Days Future Past, and we know this because the director himself has very specifically said this is five years after Days Future Past, and it's twenty twenty nine. That's how we know that little bit of the timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay, but end of Days of Future Past. What's this seven years ago? Me. There's a timeline discrepancy again. They Xavier says that something happened seven years ago. Oh yeah, this is another discrepancy. In at Westchester, right? Yes, he says he killed right. several X Men seven years ago. For some reason, I was thinking he says that I killed seven X Men, but was it seven years ago? It was seven I mean, I'm years sure ago. I'm sure you're right. Um, no, it was seven years ago. This is another one of those things. Like you could have explained how we got here. Like the basic premise that I had to infer was that Xavier basically did a No More Mutants. That's I all I can figure see, out. I don't think it was a no more mutants or something I, like that. I but then again, that was, gets revealed at the end in a bad little narration that gets dropped in at the end by Dr. Rice that somehow they use like chemical combinations in food to basically weed it out. Like, yeah, that's basically salt. what I got too. Is it basically they found a way to stop it and then but you they know, drop that in like off. some like stupid line right before he kills him. Well, we also know that Caliban helped hunt down to kill mutants. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Haliban would have helped to do some of that. Um, if the Xavier part was seven years ago, and I, I thought, I don't remember saying seven years ago for the thing. I just remember seven mutants dead. Um, but maybe you're right. That would break the timeline. But we don't, do we see? Nothing makes sense. At the end <laughs> of, at the end of Days Future Past, and we'll answer this question next week, but do we see Xavier in the final shot? I know we see yes. B. Is Xavier there in the because future? Because he's talked, they talk. He has to catch up about what happened. Oh, he's you're supposed right. to go so. teach. He's supposed to go teach a history. I just watched this the other night. That's why okay. I remember. Okay, all right. Yeah. So yeah, and Jean Grey a... is there too. Like that. Apparently, X three never happened. Hmm. Yeah, or X two for that matter. Yeah, we'll 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 get into a lot of that when we uh, when we watch it. But no, you make up. Uh, you make a good valid point that does break the timeline again. Uh, all right. Well, Again. let's move. <laughs> but let's apparently, move. there have been let's... no. Also, there's been no more mutants for 25 years. Like everything is so skewed. Well, but that, but that could be. There's no been no more new mutants. New mutants, the born, mutants that yes. still, yeah, they still exist. But whatever Transgen did stopped it. And I also and like Mr. the fact Sinister, that Patrick Stewart dropped that bomb. Yes, he does. I was like, um, okay, cool. 
There is a scene in the um the hospital thing where there's like a split second of something where you see like um Essex because they were starting they were gonna set up Mister Sinister coming in for another yeah, movie. Really? Um, so that was gonna be setting that up, but they never um, were able. They didn't go anywhere with it. Yeah. So I wanted to know how we get to this dystopian thing, which obviously you do as well. How do we get to this dystopian thing that we're <clears> in? Um, I, I feel love- like if they had done something to establish that. In the beginning, as a context, it would have been very helpful. And yes, it definitely. And they been didn't, helpful. and they like left stuff until like the very end of the movie when I don't care about it anymore because it's been too late. Well, I think they wanted to be like the comic book because the comic book doesn't really explain how they get to the dystopian world that just in it, but that's just a different medium and it works. Yes, you there can't do that in the film. Versus here, you can't um, do that in the film. You have like a shorter amount of time to establish your rapport with an audience. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, comic books is a longer format. Yeah. You can play things out over a longer span. In a movie, you have minutes almost to establish rapport with an audience and set up the board. Mm -hmm. And if you fail to do that, we're kind of lost or we're having to play like guessing around. Yeah. Or we need to, or you have to do a retcon movie later to explain. But that pulls you out of the experience. Like, I feel like those plot holes kind of ruined my ability to really enjoy the film. Like, I tried my best, but I did not enjoy it as much as I was hoping to enjoy it because the plot. Have you ever ever seen seen this movie before? This was the first time I've ever watched it. Okay. I didn't know this. And I'm going to honestly say, I'm compared to what I felt like I was supposed to get, I felt disappointed. Wow. Well, I can't explore this a little bit. I wasn't I wasn't bothered by the uh the lack of uh exposition on that or, or I, I wasn't it either. bothered me that's it. the problem is it for it was it's a specific problem to me that if you're mm-hmm. gonna do something like this it would have been nice to establish the context instead of leaving me like like resting around and then kept dropping hints that there was something and you never tell us like it was the it was also the crumbs that Xavier and other people kept dropping in that were never delivered on. I felt like, you know, it's like, you know, you're blue balling me here, man. So <laughs> let's, let's, since you've never seen this, let's, let's move through. I'm going to do a little bit more in order in this, just specifically as we go through, since you've never seen it uh, or hadn't seen it until this well, time. Just go ahead. I mean, I've um, so Caliban, um, I love that. I think it's hilarious that Caliban is just a housekeeper. And I like it. I think I like, it's I like a merchant. Stephen merchant like, does really good yeah. as Caliban. I like um, Stephen merchant. He was a good job for this one. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that the whole world knows who Wolverine is, but that does get established a little bit later in the movie. He's been a comic book. They've been comic book characters now. Right. Which I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that when we get to it. Um, so I like, um, why did I write this? Oh, cause the, the, I wrote the line, this old bitch is horrible. And I like this line doesn't make sense, but I wrote that because when she attacked, she's pissed off. It seems like the old woman is mm-hmm. mad that these two Latinas are staying at her hotel and may or may not pay. Uh-huh. And she gets on to them. And then um, that was my, like, she's horrible. This old bitch is horrible. Well, what America's returned to is it's just racist against immigrants now. Yeah. We don't um, have mutants to worry about. We've just gone back to hating the old things. And I like that we now have to go black. Like, we have to go, um, we have to get there by Friday to cross mm-hmm. over into time which becomes a little bit timey wimeyness on it feels like it takes them longer than he says yes. to get there um i love when we see pierce there when pierce follows them to the house to their little hideaway 
Mm-hmm. And um, he gets hit upside the head with the bat. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> um, but then we find out that we got Laura. And I love, I don't know if you guys caught this. I love Laura's disdain towards everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her that kid is the epitome of I hate everything and everyone. Yeah. And it, I also like that she just keeps eating. Like, I don't know if the, I'm jumping ahead or. No, th- that's where I was going to get to is when the, eating the, the cereal. Eating. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and, and she's just, and like, they're, she's watching mm-hmm. um, all the people like come in and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he's just slowly walking up and then it cuts. <laughs> and they're like, where's Laura? And then you just hear the scream, and then she just slowly saunters her ass out there with his head. Which is mm-hmm. so brutal. That That's the moment that I was like, I mean, I had seen it before, and obviously it's been a brutal fight scene up until now a few times. But like, that's the moment where you're like, oh, this this movie ain't playing. Like, the girl's going to be fucking like a killer. <laughs> like, and then she is. Yeah, like here's the scene, like right before, like that was like with our look of just. And like, I also like, I I think one of my notes here was like, how was like, how was she not a bigger character at the same time when um, because this would have been around the same time Game of Thrones, uh, the woman from The Last of Us, uh, now the 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 young woman playing uh the the lead the Ellie character there, mm-hmm. um when every like uh Mormon or whatever yeah Mormont um. Everyone was like raving of how like badass of a woman she was. Where was the badassery around this this chick? Like, there was a this, lot of badassery about, yeah? about her. Yeah. Oh, there there was a lot of okay. it because they were she, they she's wanted, fucking awesome. <laughs> they were setting up so she could have her own series. Again, it just oh. went nowhere because things started to shift and change after this. Mm. This was around the time this was getting close to that Fox merger yeah. deal. Um, and then, I mean we're a couple of years away from it, but that was starting to like play have its effect. And um, remember she is in she's in um. The Golden Compass series. Yeah, she's the little, she's the yeah. girl. Um, well, I didn't know that. I, I knew she was in it. I didn't know what part. She, I yeah, don't watch. Yeah, it. she's the she's the she's the lead of the show. Yeah. Um, but it, it's really good, and I, but I love when she drops the head and it rolls out there. Um, and then like they start fighting, and she's just badass, and then those claws come out, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh fuck! And the look on Wolverine's face, like, what the hell? <laughs> and the foot. Oh, when oh, I love the foot part. Oh like, yeah. What she gets the spear through her chest, and then they're like dragging her. She breaks it, and then she just gets up and just starts kicking the guy and then all of a sudden that foot claw pops out like rapid fire into his back oh oh my god I know when they were talking about the file when they were watching that video about her uh-huh. did you see that they gave away wolverine's real name on her uh, genetic but, material it's james howlett yeah i saw that i was like boom that's also where i pause if you um, I could actually pause and that's where you can see her birthday that's how I knew she was born in 2022. It's like August 8th, 2022 or something like that. So, yeah, she's one years older now. Mm-hmm. There we go. Almost. Um. So then it, right after this is when we start to learn about um the 2020. No, it's 2028 Westchester incident. I wrote down 2028. So he oh, killed whatever. he killed a year earlier. Okay. Um, the, Xavier killed um the seven mutants. None of it makes sense. It still doesn't make sense, but I'm just saying, like, it. Well, at least it doesn't happen before um, the other. Doesn't um, destroy the timeline. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's all messed up timeline. Sure. Um, so, John, what were your thoughts? Because you didn't know what was going to happen when. So we're at the farmhouse where we're staying. And I hated them killing that family. No, not the killing the family. Before we get to killing the family part. What was your what was going through your mind when you see Xavier's talking and Logan's there? 
and we you get the cuts where like Laura's looking and you Laura knows something's wrong, but she's not saying anything. She's just prepping for whatever's about to happen. And then you see like it kind of cuts up and there's Logan standing there. And then they do the reveal of it's not Logan and he kills Xavier. Like, what was your thought? Because I mean, for me, it was shocking. I was like, what the hell is this thing? And then I like something's off. And then I was like, oh, oh, okay. So we made a clone of him now. Cool. That we can't control. Strangely enough, I kept having a moment to I watched this on Friday and I kept thinking about what I had seen in Guardians on Thursday. See, I watched it. Fr- I started it Friday morning, and then I finished it when I got home from Guardians Friday night. So I finished the. I started at the farm scene Friday night at one there o'clock in the morning. There were things that I saw in Guardians end. that I connected to this that were very strangely intriguing, hmm. um, especially the cloning stuff and the yeah, yeah, So I, I get to the. Oh my God! They killed. Um, Logan. Oh, I know. I was gonna say. I want to jump back for a quick second. The um the hotel. Oh my god, I love the hotel sequence when the um when things are going crazy. Um, Xavier's having his seizure. That that's before they had been watching the end of Shane too. Right, they watched the end tie of Shane, in. which is also a small like foreshadow tie-in. Also, mm-hmm. um, this is where we learn about the comic books, where the X Men are comic books, but not written by Marvel. Because I paused on the cover. It's really? not actually Marvel. Um, so it's interesting that X-Men are there. So that's how the world knows who Wolverine is, at the very least. That he's mm-hmm. the Wolverine. Um, also, all the film it, footage of him later. Did um, it say who it was written by? It just says um, the X-Men comics. Mm. Um, there's no like brand logo on it. Because at this point in time, Marvel and Fox were having their fight. Wow. So they wouldn't have they wouldn't have shown it anyway. Um but I love when the seizure happens and Wolverine's coming through the the hall, which I still don't 100% know how he and Laura can move through it. I guess it's just they can withstand the healing power. better. Yeah. Um, but I love when Wolverine gets to the doorway and there's that guard there and he just pops the claws through his head. Yeah. And then just slowly moves through one by one. Claw through the head. Claw through the head. Chop off your head. Claw <laughs> through the head. I love how... And it, and it like... It's so beautiful and black and white like i mean you can see the, like this image i'm showing you guys with like how the blood pops in it it's so beautiful oh i love i love how this looks in black and white i truly do is this your um, first time seeing it in the noir yeah this is my first time actually watching the noir cut um and i really loved it um but it's, it's so cool like all that um but that that scene that's one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the whole hotel um scene but then we let's jump back to the farm again. Sorry, I'm cutting around a little bit. Um, but we get to the farm, and then there's the fight with Wolverine and Wolverine, and that's the fight I wanted during X Men when we see like Mystique there. Like when you get to see the two Wolverines, like this is the type of thing I want. I wanted the brutal. Fight. I like when Caliban pulled the grenades. Oh, that is so good yeah. too. I just wish it had killed Pierce. Yeah, like I would have been great if Caliban could have gotten justice in that one moment. Um. So then we start seeing there's supposed to be more and more about the adamantium bullet, which is a, t- a pullback to X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, he's, we find out that he basically is willing to, you know, commit suicide if he needs to. Um, he decides to take Laura to go to the spot and he ends up um, getting pissed at the truck. And I actually wrote down, what, what's my, how did I write? I, I wrote, I know how Logan feels with that truck. It's how I feel about this week. <laughs> then we learned. Yeah, from the- I wrote rage against the truck. Yeah. 
<laughs> then we get to the doctor telling us there's only a few mutants left, and then I'm like, well, what happened to the mutants? This was this is that bread trail you were talking about, John, where we haven't learned yet what happened to them, but we do know that something happened where they stopped appearing. Um, we get to the other kids on the mountain, which I love that the directions are in the comic book. So it makes me wonder, did someone read the comic book and go, hey, let's just use this to give people directions? Or was there a group that was like, hey, let's save the mutants and give them directions? I know we'll put it in a comic book and hope they read it. Hmm. Chicken or the egg. Yeah. But the directions are there. Um, we get up there. We see the other kids. And then we start to get... I'm the setting up the final fight where we're going to get some truly brutal moments with her. We get Wolverine going into hundred percent berserker mode um, in his berserker rage by injecting himself with the pure adrenaline slash cure slash medicine, whatever it is. Yeah. I was never well defined either. Um, and he goes through, and then this is where I have a problem that goes back to X-Men origin Wolverine. Cause it all ties back to that movie. She gotcha. shoots x24 in the head and his head explodes and he has adamantium in his body just like wolverine in theory so one of two things happen either one they didn't put adamantium into his head which would be weird and dumb but maybe that's why his head explodes or two they didn't pay attention to the first movie that established that wolverine getting shot in the head with an adamantium bullet just bounces off and makes him forget things and also Maybe. Wolverine must have forgotten that too because I got, he was going to shoot himself. I that. got one for you. This time he made it a hollow point. <laughs> I know that's morose and everything, but yeah. Maybe, but I don't know. It was dumb. It's just it's one of those moments that like it's the one of the few things that pulled me out of this movie. I'm like, but wait a minute. And I don't think I thought about it when I first watched the movie because I hadn't seen X-Men Origins Wolverine in a while between that. And now I'm watching them like back to back. And it just sticks out to me. Um, but whatever. This and, also you know, comes you had, back like, to my what, theory that well, at Origins is being written out of history by this point already. I mean, yes. they do basically mm-hmm. pretend like it doesn't exist, but they also kind of pretend like Last Stand doesn't exist too. Remember, remember how yeah. I said that the Wolverine, the 2013 one, should have been like a standalone kind of exploration mm-hmm. of Wolverine in Japan. This one should have been just a Western. I mean, it is essentially Lone Wolf and Cub. True. But, I mean, you could have just gone in that direction of, like, you know... I mean, you built in the Shane references. You've got that kind of element there. Maybe just stick a little bit closer to it. Make it, like, a, you know, a real genre piece. Mm -hmm. This is like the Mandalorian if Boba Fett were, like, the senile grandpa throughout. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's kind of like The Last of Us. Um and the last of us but there's no zombies watch out watch out i'm only three in all right i just well i just meant a like super you know, sad third by the well, way but I, but I was gonna say i mean are you the nick offerman episode the, yeah so the last the, the last of us stuff is like it's just a guy and a girl a guy trying to help a girl get from point a to point b look we all have to That's accept I mean. the fact that yeah, by the yeah. next by the, in the next couple of years every film and tv series will be pedro pascal escorting a magical child <laughs> probably we have so, to accept but, that and live no, but, with it. Oh, Ooh, I'm a, I'm a Pedro Pascal, the the uh, the new Wolverine. No, I don't no, know. Hey, okay, uh, so, though I, I will say one one thing. I last think thoughts, the fact, last thoughts on this movie. Okay, I think the fact that like this is a point A to point B type movie. Yeah. Right. You know, get get this child to safety type movie. Yeah. It works best here, I think, in a way because like 
the other two movies were trying to do too much and have too many characters, too many storylines at once. This kind of zeroed in, and yeah, it may have omitted a lot as a result, Mm -hmm. but I think in in a way, that's what made it work the best. That, and obviously, it didn't hold back in the the kind of violent grittiness that I think a a Wolverine deserves. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I'd still taking some steps from Dead. Me how much I loved it. So let's let's go through. Let's do John's first. Let's let's do our ratings. Well, that was mine. All right. So um, we still don't know what you fully think, Ed. Eric. Okay. I'm going to like. I'm going to give you my points here. Okay. Uh So for uh, let's go and I will guess. Let's do. Let's do X Men Wolverine Origins. Is they they actually go in the order? X Men Wolverine Origins is a one star. Oh wow. That's how much I don't like it. Really? I basically have said that I would wow. rather watch Nick Fury. What? That's what I'm saying. Wow. I carry a massive amount of disdain for that film. Wow. Wow. Man. I don't know how I think it's so I think funny. I think it's kind of garbage. Now the Wolverine gets three stars. Sweet. Is is Origins better or worse than Doctor Strange for you? Hold oh, on, it's, I'll, it's, I'll, it's still I better. I want to. Doctor Strange is still last. Doctor well. Strange only has half a star. <laughs> what about Howard the Duck? Wait, Howard the Duck on, is better on. than this. Wow. So wait a minute. Here we go. Here's here's. I'm pulling up on the screen. So you think you think Howard the Duck is better than this? You still? Think oh, by Doctor the way, Strange you have Logan clever. in the exact same spot as almost I do. You so, think 2015 Fantastic Four is better than this? That's nuts. And X3. That's nuts. So okay, so that's your so what is your what's your rating hey, you for you. John? What's your, what's your rating for the Wolverine? The Wolverine is 3 stars. It is between Planet Hulk and Hulk versus Thor. All right. And um Logan your... is three and a half stars. It is behind X2. It is exactly like what your list looks like. Wow. It is wow. Right. It's you number mean, 5 you mean, behind your, you mean your list. I'm looking at your list. Oh, you're looking at mine. Okay. I about to say like why do you have the exact <laughs> same thing as me? Because I had to see from my own eyes okay. that you literally put Doctor Strange still at the end. I just I do not understand this. I don't think Eric does either. Nope. I'm okay. just I'm we're, we're both just dumb. We're very like Yeah, I think, Logan, I think Logan comes in. Hey, Fantastic Logan made the top 5. Wow. It's behind it X2. All right, Eric, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, I feel drastically different. But um, so I, I like I said, Origins is in my um my top 10. I don't hate it, but it is the third amongst these three for sure. Um, And kind of by a, a, a bit, but in a weird way, I didn't. This so X-Men Origins Wolverine is the first film on my list that goes against my star rating kind of lining up to where it places because it's technically less stars than I gave the original Fantastic Four 2005. It's only three stars, but I placed it in the now at seventh because you're going to see the two other X-Men's above it. Or Wait a minute. Above what, it. Oh, you mean it's different. I, when you said the original Fantastic Four, I'm like looking at your list. I'm like, no, you gave it one star. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm, you I'm meant the other. I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah, two thousand five, not 15. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, so that goes there, well, right no, above it. Ninety four. I was talking about the ninety four, not the fifteen. 
So current list, right? Wolverine yeah. or X-Men Origins Wolverine oh, sorry. is number seven. Uh-huh. The Wolverine comes in at three and a half stars for me. I uh-huh. thought it was good, but it, it had some flaws. It was a little all over the place. Yeah. I lost interest a little bit by the end in some of the plot lines. Uh, it came in at number six, right behind Planet Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, and Logan comes in technically at number two, right behind X-Men. But right uh-huh. ahead of Big Hero 6. All right, all right. I see how you. I see how you're playing. I see how you're going. So then, mine, my list. Um, why didn't it pull up my list? Here we go. Sorry, never used this this version of it. Um, to do, to look at this. All right. Yeah. So rough. here we here we go. Here's my wonderful wow. wonderful list. So, X Men Origins Wolverine. Where are you, X Men Origins Wolverine? Uh, there it is down there, right there. It's at the bottom, right there, bottom of the page. Well, right sorry, I was I was confused. 35? I put this here, and I was like, this shouldn't be on this list. I got to change that. Um, thirty-five. So wow. I give it two stars. It is right above Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, behind Next Avengers, Heroes of Tomorrow. You want to know the reason why Nick Fury is behind it? Is because there's at least better action sequences, <laughs> barely. Fair enough. In this. Or it would have been behind Nick Fury. So it came really close. Now, the Wolverine, the Wolverine, three and a half stars. Wow. It is my number three. It is above. It is above I think it's all two. Yukio for that. <laughs> it is Yukio, but I really think this, this story works for me. Hmm. Yukio is a huge part of it, but this story works for me. I like it. It was brutal. It's fun. I didn't need a lot of explanation. All I wanted in a Wolverine movie was I wanted to see him go nuts, kill people. And it gave me exactly what I wanted. And I really like it. Now, will it stay number three? Absolutely not. Once the regular, the rest of the (laughs) MCU fill in, it's going to fall out of number three. But I really like um, the Wolverine. And then Logan, I give it four and a half stars. And it even gets a heart emoji. It is my number one movie on the list. I love this movie. I love the noir cut. I think the noir cut helped this movie for me even more. And I already liked it before. I really love this movie. It's it's so good. Um, I can't recommend this movie enough. Hmm. Unlike John, who apparently <laughs> does not like this movie at all. So there we go. There we go. That is my stuff. I got to really, that's going to drive me batty. I got to stop looking at that. All right. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is going to be a special week next week. We're going to watch four movies next week. So there will be no news. No news unless something major happens. We need to have like the writer strike ends or death for me to include it in the news. Nothing is getting put in the news. And we are going to very quickly jump into our movies. So we are going to watch X-Men First Class, X-Men Days Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse and X-Men Dark Phoenix. Most of those are on Disney Plus. X-Men First Class is a stars, unless they've added it since I did this list. So a lot I of happen X-Men. to own all of these, so I'll be fine. Yeah. So I mean that it is an easy one, but just for those you listeners out there, um, yes. there they are. Um, some of these are really good. One of these is not, and one of these has a very cool action sequence that I really love. So mm. there we go. Now let us get to the homework really fast that we had and our wonderful list where I believe it was Eric gave us the homework assignment last week. Am I right? 
Um, it was no, this was this was John. Oh, this was a John one. So the top ten most powerful Marvel movie characters not in the MCU. So they cannot be on the main MCU Earth. Um, so here we go. Number ten for me is Spider Man from the Sam Raimi Spider Man. I like Spider Man, and but Spider-Man isn't he in it now? Because of uh, John said because he's I gave not, him permission to go outside. Because John that, yeah. said he has to be on the actual same Earth as, but the he rest. has been on the actual. But same then Earth. he goes back to his regular Earth. He starts mm. on another Earth. He comes there for a quick moment, and then he dips away. I think we're gonna have a lot of disagreements on this list. That's fine. Ahead. That's fine. <laughs> Blame John. Blame John. My number nine is the thing from the 2015 Fantastic Four because I felt that they just made him stronger. In that movie, than the Michael Chiklis thing. True. So, so I have the thing. Um, my number eight is Magneto, very specifically from X Men: Days of Future Past, when he's hmm. in his prime, because they establish in um, Last Stand that he's strong enough to move the whole um, Golden Gate Bridge. And in this, not only does he lift a baseball stadium, he also stops a bunch of Sentinels in their tracks. Mm-hmm. So he is Trollful. at his prime here. Number seven is Xavier from Logan. We already knew Xavier was super powerful, but in this it establishes that he had a mental seizure breakdown that killed a bunch of mutants. And he's just super powerful. He was also in uh, the the sequel to Doctor Strange. But yeah, another, another Earth. Madness, but yeah, multiverse yes. Earth, yes. It's not that Xavier, though. Not that Xavier. You're right. Um, number six for me is Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Now he is a dumb the way they did him in this movie is dumb. However, he is super powerful because he's electricity. And he only wins because he won, he was dumb and he got cocky, and Peter Parker insulated some webbing. But he is super powerful and strong. So also in no way home. <laughs> Parallel world. Yeah, again. <laughs> All right, jackass. What's your number five? <laughs> He's just been in the more MCU movies. That's how I thought this worked. My number five is Magneto. I'll give you Magneto. I was in agreement with Magneto. Uh, I used I, I took also a picture of in them. the MCU because not... because Xavier is in. Oh God, let's stop it! No, but but the character <laughs> no, himself is it. not in an MCU film. Hey, yet. I assign the homework. I, I don't know. care. <laughs> I do, and I'll fight to the death. Yeah. Let's do it uh, all fair. Okay, well, you need to tell me which Magneto. You're showing me two Magnetos. Which Magneto? I, I think I side with Ian McKellen. Oh, shots fired! And just like shots fired, John, what's your number five? Funny you should say that. Magneto. Uh, both of them again. <laughs> Just <a> different shot. <laughs> John, which Magneto? And I'm going to give it to Fastbender. Damn right, you're going to give it to Fastbender. My number five is E-E. Hulk from Planet Hulk cartoon. So, Eric, do you want to have a problem because I picked animation? Nope. That's All right, good. I didn't think you were going to have a problem. Eric who's, your no- Eric, who's your number four? John, hold your no, you roll. My number four is a Silver Surfer. Nice. That's a good image. I don't actually recognize that one. That's good. Why? Yeah. Why Silver Surfer? This is Just, hilarious. I mean, he's he's galactic. I mean, at the same time, so I mean, he's he feels 
powerful. I don't know how else to put it. Like he kind of has this this om, omna omna. I refuse to insert like. Galactus into this situation because he didn't ever appear ever. I had the same conversation earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, John, who's your number? Wow. Four? No, it's funny. We're simpatico. Did you? Yeah, okay, which one have you looked at the other ones? List I didn't look at his list. Like, copied exactly. I didn't look at his list. I wrote down my list of five characters, and then I ordered them on my page. And then mm-hmm. I went and grabbed the images, and I dropped them in. I did not look before I did anything. All right. Eric, that means Eric copied you. All right. My, I did it first. <laughs> my number four is Thor from Hulk Versus. Because it's Thor, and he's a god. Fight me. Okay. That's fine. Eric, I chose to. I chose to exclude. I chose to exclude anything that was MCU connected directly. So, but that's me. But I'm not saying. Is, I'm not saying you're. Oh, wrong. do you mean? Do you mean? I'm just simply qualifying how I put my <laughs> list together. But do you mean because Thor was in? Yes, because the character uh, appears in the MCU. You are though specifically specifying specific characters that are not actually in the MCU properties. That is which true. Is what, the, which, which is, is why what I'm okay with your list. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what you, you just told chose me to do. a different Follow way to interpret it, and that's fine. And this I is think when John would then go, <laughs> as your teacher, I give you a D. <laughs> you didn't follow my instructions. Uh, anyway, John. A for effort. A for effort. Eric, um, who's your number three? <laughs> Dr. Doom, because uh, Dr. Doom votes. Which uh, Dr. Doom? Which Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom from 2015 movie? Or Dr. Doom from 94 movie? Or Dr. Doom? Because John specifically said has to be a movie character. I so would say 2005. With- Okay, because I was gonna say if you said the no, fifteen, no, we're gonna have problem. That was an that. abomination. That wasn't Doctor Doom. No, I would have rather you said the ninety four one. Dear God, two thousand fifteen. John, <laughs> who's your number three? Apocalypse. Oh, I almost won Apocalypse. I came close. I do like Apocalypse. I love the character. I have problems with this movie. Yeah, um, I understand. Um, my number three is Ghost Rider. Because Ooh. Ghost Rider has the penance stare and can just stare into like he can even look at Galactus and make Galactus feel pain. Hmm. So nice. I think Ghost Rider um fits um hmm. this bill for me. Eric, who's your number two? Uh Phoenix. Ooh. Specifically, um the X3 Phoenix. All right. I was hoping you were going to Mostly because I have not seen the other one. <laughs> All right. Oh, you haven't so, seen that one? Yeah, John, so have the, you seen so that? This one? week will be my first. Which have one? I've seen, seen all of them. Phoenix? Yeah, the new class Phoenix. I okay, I can't. Sorry for coughing into the mic, people. Um, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that movie. Um, <laughs> John, who's your number two? My number two is Professor X. Ooh, which one? Which one? I happen to favor. The funny thing is, is I like X him in X Men: Days of Future Past, so I have to pick both. All right, all right. So You're that's the representation. I like the crossover factor. You only get. One. I like that. You only get to keep one. Who are you keeping? Uh, McAvoy. All right. Good choice. That's the one I was hoping you were going to say. My number two is familiar to you guys. Silver Surfer from Rise of the Silver Surfer. And he's higher up on my list because he's basically a god. He has the power cosmic. He can whip everyone else's ass that I have shown. It's true. All right. Eric, who's your number one? I'm gonna say Galactus, even though I know John might uh might fight it. Galactus. Well, you're both gonna fight this. Galactus <laughs> is not in that movie. That is he, not Galactus. As a character, he was introduced, and so while I agree that the proper representation of Galactus was not in that movie, Galactus the character was 
as a as a as a eater of universes, worlds, whatever. And so I think that qualifies him to be on this list at number he one. A, but he was a I, part of the entire universe. I, John, what he was in that movie. since it, this year, since this is your list, I want to change my number one right now because Transformers was a Marvel comic book. <laughs> oh dear God! And Transformers the movie exists. I want you. Oh to God! To oh my one. God! <laughs> Uh, that actually Stop overthinking this list, video. people. Uh, it's the fun of this list. All right, John, who's your number one? <laughs> Phoenix Force. All right, and I prefer this the second attempt in the. I like it when it's unstable. Wait a minute, you prefer the Dark Phoenix, Phoenix Force? A little bit. Wow, we have. I like I like the origin of it better. All Comic right. book accuracy. All right. Oh. Um, my number one will shock everyone. Unicron. It is oh. no. I wish it was Unicron. Um, it is Jean Grey, the Dark Phoenix, um, from X Men: The Last Stand, because in this interpretation, she is so unbridled power, mm-hmm. more so than I felt that she is in the next the next time we're going to see her. That um, this one seems to be the one that could actually destroy. Um, Silver this seems Surfer, like the one that would one. destroy everything. <laughs> yeah. So that is um, that is my. Almost did. Not only did she almost destroy all this, she almost destroyed the franchise. <laughs> so, um, oh, recommendation. Oh, sorry, homework. Homework. What's next? Yeah, week? You want to use the one you put up earlier, Eric? I wrote it yeah, down. Yeah, I do. Okay, I celebrities I not in the MCU and the characters they would play. Yeah. And um, I shut up. Uh, <laughs> you see my note <laughs> that's why i said shut up um i will say because i know you put your note there first <laughs> um no i did that last week that was for me that wasn't oh, for you okay. okay um anyway so i will say to answer your question from earlier tom hanks i would like him to play senator kelly oh okay because I think he'd be an interesting senator that you could love, but behind the scenes, he's a horrible person. Yeah, horrible I get things. it. So we're going to very quickly um, do some recommendations because I almost forgot that. So, John, what do you want to recommend really quickly? I'm going to recommend I forced a bot to write this book, AI Meets BS, and by Keaton Patty. It's a book where the person actually got a chat bot to create episodes for scripts. And considering the current WGA versus the... Uh, corporations and chat gpt it's funny how bad at what ai can create because this is hilariously unintentional garbage but that's what makes it funny so it is it is very amusing they write episode of game of thrones seinfeld a hallmark christmas movie that's the worst one by the way the hallmark christmas movie oh god seinfeld (laughs) oh they're all bad but the that it does like dating profiles the whole bit they do everything in this book, and it is absolutely fantastically funny and almost tragically sad at the same time now. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's All fun. Right. It's very like independent little they're like there's nothing that you have to follow. Most of the scripts they provide are like two pages long. It's not like a dense read. It's more of like you can skip around kind of thing, you know, for fun. Nice, nice. All right, Eric, what you got? Uh, I'm doing the uh, the Last of Us. Uh, I guess technically season one, which I'm on right now. I'm only three in, but it is great. Um, it's already is broken his heart. Already has. I'm telling you what. Um, yeah, it lives up to the hype. It's one of those that I, I'm late to the party on, but it 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 definitely matches all the the hype I heard about it. 
Yeah, it's it's really good. That third episode, um, I just what I want to say on that one thing, I just want to talk about it for yeah, two no, seconds. Yeah. They actually filmed about two hours. Um, Nick Offerman talked about how they basically filmed a full length movie and then they cut it down to what they showed. Oh, interesting. So there was a bunch of extra how, footage and stuff there. How much of that storyline or idea of storyline or anything of that was in the video game? In the video game, um, you meet Nick Offerman's character. I'm pretty sure you meet Nick Offerman's character. If you don't meet him, you at least hear his voice uh-huh. talking. And then there is, um, if you dig around in like the area where he's at, uh-huh. um, you can find little clues and nods to the relationship. But okay. it's not. It's they, there's little tweaks and stuff. This is a way better way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little tweaks and stuff. So okay, yeah. it's good. I I I loved the Last of Us. It was so good. Nice. Um, the things that they changed, I I definitely agree with why they changed it and how they changed it. So that's cool. And that Nick Offerman, that I mean that episode, God, that episode just breaks you. It's, it's so sad. The first episode, um, this last thing I mentioned on the last of us for you. Um, the first, I was in tears. Like I knew what was hap- going to happen in the first episode, the mm-hmm. beginning of that, because I played yeah. the game. Um, I played that section twice, and just watching it, it like it was breaking my heart knowing what was coming because it's played so well mm-hmm. and then when that moment happens i was just in tears like just pouring down my face mm-hmm. um and rachel's like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> both, both rachel um, and i were very i'm still a man episode three <laughs> and there's um did you know that that is the daughter of um the girl the woman from um westworld that's her daughter oh okay uh, yeah, yeah the, the daughter of what's her name? Yeah, I can't remember her name, I but know, um, she I looks season one. She looks just <laughs> like her too. Like if you see a photo of them together, she looks just like her mom. It's, it's all right, nuts. Casey. What's your recommendation? My recommendation, Mister Speedy Pants, <laughs> is um, a little show called Star Trek: Brave New World. Um, I love Star Trek. Star Trek is an amazing show, and I like how they did this. I like how they kind of – it's not a reboot of the show, but it's – Brave it's, New World or Strange New World? Strange New World, sorry. Strange New World. Um, how they – it's pre-Kirk, and so it's – you're getting a little bit of what happened before, but it's a kind of a spinoff of Star Trek Discovery Season 2 um, in the new cast they do. It's just great. I love it. I just finished it this week. Um, the final episode is so good. Um, they don't do a lot of treks recently have been doing um long like one long storyline. This one goes to the episodic. There's like a little mm-hmm. bit of a thread that's continuing along in the background, kind of like Deep Space Nine did, mm-hmm. but each episode is its own little story arc. Um, mm-hmm. and it's done really well. And the woman who plays Nurse Chapel is great. Um, she's just an actress, uh, not an actor, I'm sorry, a model, I believe. Um and she's she's great. I believe this was her first acting role. So um, she was great. Nice. I love uh, Nurse Chapel. So there we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you for listening to another long episode. Um, and we will do our best next week to to keep it tight. But it, there will be no news on it just so we can get this um, through the four movies. Hey, Eric, do your JVL thing. What? Good show. Long show. <laughs> Um, it's going to be long shows until we get to Avengers. Once we get to Avengers, it tapers down to like one movie at a time. And then we'll be back to our normal format that you're all used to before we did this crazy, crazy uh, marathon. So we will be back to what you all love um, back from the first, you know, 42 episodes. So we will be there before long. But thank you again. Please 
write in notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, listen to our stuff, recommend. Um, even if you want to recommend it to your enemies because you think we go too long. Or if you just need something to listen to when you're going to sleep and you like the dulcet tones of our voices. Yeah. You nice too. voices. You too. Join us on the next episode of ASMR. Not funny, guys. Oh, that's yeah. right. Uh, so. Oh my god. <laughs> where where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Vash underscore Maxwell, letterboxd at Vash Maxwell, um, Hive, Casey Franklin. I'm not giving you a LinkedIn. I don't have an Insta. And if I ever get a blue sky invite, I will be on Blue Sky and whatever I can get my name as. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Letterboxd. You can find me on uh on LinkedIn, you can find me in Northern Virginia. How do you get yeah, to Letterboxd? Uh, oh, in Letterboxd, I'm Eckley. Thank you. E-K-L-Y. Don, uh, where can we find you? Letterboxd, you can find me at esoteric underscore Evans. You can find me as esoteric underscore by underscore design at Instagram. And you can find me at arching, at arching with a PhD, all one word, at Twitter still. Also, you can find him if you look him up in the college directory and you want to take a class on comic book studies. No, I don't officially teach comic book studies, but I do teach special topics. Sorry. I wish. You'll get there one day. You'll get there. Yes, I will. And just like getting there one day, so will you. So will you. And thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Not Funny Guys Proudly Presents Off the Reels. Like us. Yep. Later.